For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Fred, not friends. The fan is still live and local with Fan Sports Saturday. The name might not be great, but what if we included Tyvis Powell, a three-year starter for the Buckeyes, defensive MVP of a national title game, and the man who brought down Alabama. Ball in the air toward the end zone, and that ball is going to be... Buckeyes win! Buckeyes get it! Coming out of the end zone with a football for Ohio State is Tyvis Powell. He goes racing up and is tackled at the 30-yard line, and the king of the SEC has fallen. It's Fan Sports Saturday with national champion Tyvis Powell. Oh, and uh, and Eric Reeser. Big game coming up, kids. Yes, it is. Happy Saturday. Eric Reeser, Ryan Baker, 97 won the fans. Tool of the week, Tyvis Powell. <laughs> well, Until you, 3 o'clock that. today. You, you got, did it. That's how we go start today. So this show... <laughs> If anything, I've got coffee, I've got water, you've got water, but what I like to sip on more is accountability. And that's what we're going to hold you to today, because for the last couple of weeks since we've been doing this show, again, perfect attendance for the entire year on the Sports Saturday Spectacular for the both of us and Baker, so congratulations all, gold stars. You have guaranteed every single game an Ohio State win. That's not what I did. Mm-hmm. That's not what I did. What did you do? I guarantee one game. Uh, I was more than one. <laughs> I said one game. Now you're already lying. I, that, I said one you game. You got to lie. And I said it was the Iowa game. Uh, what about the Indiana game? I did not guarantee. I didn't say anything. Baker, did he guarantee a win against Indiana? That I cannot f- say for sure. Thank you. But I do know for sure the I. And listen, it only takes one, Tyvis, to be a tool of the week. Listen. <laughs> Listen, first of all, it's very harsh to be the tool of the week. Okay, that's he could have said as voted on by our wonderful <laughs> listeners. Uh, you. So, so I miscalculated some things. Is that what you're going to call it? It's a miscalculation. Okay. Yeah. Great. A miscalculation. <laughs> Big swing. And Eric, a miss. Did you watch the Iowa game? I did. Did you feel like they could win that? They, what, they have a one point lead or two point lead going into the half there. Yeah, I believe and so. A collapse down the stretch. It wasn't a collapse. Yeah, you got a couple of key turnovers with it was one, 20, it was a double, 30, 45 ticks. It was ticks. a double dribble. So that was Akpara, and then uh, I think it was Roddy Gale had a turnover with like 20 seconds left to go in the game. Shocking. So they were like down one. No, no they didn't. It turned into a foul game for the rest of the game. Did Ohio State win or not? No, they lost. Okay. So then, but that's not. It's Ohio not State fair. Lost to Indiana, I, I don't think later. Now that was earlier a, this week after an eighteen-point lead. That was different. That broke him. Yeah, that's what I jumped. You did off. not guarantee that. I jumped off the wagon. Okay, you're that. done. You're not going to guarantee a win today against Maryland at four o'clock. Can't do it. No, can't do it. No. I'll lose credibility. I, I, I'm in the now. You know how you you're in the <laughs> hole. Now you have to either climb or jump out of. But well, I, I, I'm not. So really. I would say this might be the day to make a bold a bold proclamation, such as Ohio State will beat Maryland today at what four is, o'clock. What's Maryland's record? They are thirteen and ten, what five are we, and seven in Big Ten play. The Buckeyes are, are thirteen and ten, 
three and nine Where's in the conference game? play. The game is at the Jerome Schottenstein Center. Oh, so it's the Value City, the Jerome Schottenstein Center inside the Value City Arena. Okay, raucous crowd, I'm sure today. Hundreds. I like our Expected chances. Expected in attendance. I like our yeah? chances. Okay, that, I'm not going to go guarantee. one step further. <laughs> Come on, I'm not going to guarantee it, but after a collapse like they had. If they have second game this season, Listen, they were up by eighteen. If they second have, game this season, they blew that lead. If they have an ounce losing effort of respect and competitiveness in their body. They will win this game because that you can't do what you right, did. We'll just cut that last part. They said they will win this game, and we'll play that on repeat. I guarantee you, if they get up double digits, I'm banging the Maryland money line with, <laughs> with Team One Twenty Five with this Ohio State basketball team. Nothing is guaranteed, right? Because this season we don't know how it's going to end. We really didn't know how it was going to begin. I feel when like- you have the roster turnover that they had and you had the unknowns coming in and you had the unknowns that were expected. You couldn't, I think really give it a fair, here's how this season's going to go. But the expectation every year is to make the NCAA tournament. Yes. That's, that's like the minimum, right? The bare minimum for Ohio state basketball, make the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like it's going to be the case. They could win out. That has to start today. Exactly. So are you saying, (laughs) Saying I like their chances. Okay. I like their chances. I think well, they OS, have to oh, learn. They, how. Are, they are the favorites at minus two and a half. How is this possible? So, <laughs> <Baker>. <laughs> just saying. Baker, relax. Okay, listen. I'm not guaranteeing a win. I, de- I, I am like 80% sure that they should win this game. Tyvis, I'm relaxed because I love that they're the favorite. Because that means the chances of me making more money is better. How about this? For fans in attendance, a WWE championship belt scarf. I love it. For the oh, first Dave 100 Holmes fans. Dave Holmes should be there then. Dave Holmes should definitely be Did there. you call him Dave Hoops? Holmes. Okay. wonder if Matty Ice is back. He could go get They back. were supposed to be back today, I think. I think they left right after the show yesterday. They're not staying I'm for so the jealous. Not staying for the Super I'm Bowl. I'm so now. jealous of Matty Ice, by the way, that he got to go to the WrestleMania 40 press conference. I'm jealous of Rothman, who got to see you two at the Sphere. That's pretty good, too. That's that's really cool. Although, yeah, Matty Ice was probably within a water bottle throwing distance of The Rock. Oh, yeah. He was very close to The Rock. Yeah. I am jealous of that. Would that you, who would the, you rather see live, The Rock or Bono? The Rock. The Rock. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bono. I'm a bigger U2 fan than wow. I am of the rap. Would you rather see Usher or Taylor Swift live? We want to get back into that conversation. You're see I'm just both. asking you a question. You're gonna you see per- both tomorrow. You personally, musically, I'd rather go to an Usher show. Okay, that's all I wanted to hear. That doesn't make you right. That's all I wanted to hear. We had asked uh, you, the listeners, uh, a couple weeks ago it was a Sports Saturday spectacular poll. Who was the bigger music icon? Because Tyvis said that it's Usher in the year of our Lord 2024, and you got crushed. They ground you the into final? dirt. What was the final? I'd have to go look up the final, but it is not in your favor, my friend. Did I at least get, is it 90-10 or was it 80-20? It was more 80-20. Oh, okay, then I'm, so I'll take that. I'll take that. didn't lose I'll that poor. I'll take that. <laughs> He's going for small wins here. Yeah. As should the Ohio State men's basketball team. Look for little wins to get you into a big win. Again, hopefully today at Maryland, because it ain't coming on Wednesday. Well, this at is a, number 11, Wisconsin. That, that right there is a sign. Remember how I said, ah. no, listen, this is a sign. Listen, Baker, it's funny how the universe Ask works. the Lord and he shall deliver. <laughs> I said, I like the Buckeyes' chances, 80% chance that they'll win. 
And I asked about this poll, and I was 20%. 83% say you are not right in thinking Usher's a bigger music icon than Taylor Swift. So 83 to 17. 17 people. Was the margin. 17%. 17%. We got got almost 600 votes to that. By the way, Tyvis, ESPN has Ohio State as a 64% chance Is it the FPI? Uh, It's the matchup predictor, whatever it is, from ESPN. It's something in the air. Y'all starting to smell that positivity. You you it's, you go ahead. You listen, go ahead in with the, the good. Bu- you're smelling out with the bad. I'm smelling something different because this basketball you're, Buckeye team is in the basement of the Big Ten and know, it isn't fresh. You're smelling what the rock is cooking, brother. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. go ahead and bet Ohio State to win. I'll bet Maryland and I'll be smelling green. You know what? Yeah, do Buckeyes the, do the Jackets play tonight? They, they sure do. They oh, return, I'm, as you I'm, heard you know, in the update. I'm doubling up. Do you listen to Baker's updates? I'm doubling up. Okay. On them beating the Lightning tonight? I'm doubling up. We beat them in the playoffs we. For four years ago. Brother? Four or five years ago. It's time. Okay. Oh boy, it's getting deep in here. <laughs> <laughs> to get the kayaks so, yes, out. I Jackets, but I ain't guaranteeing it. Jackets though. do resume the regular season on home ice, taking on Tampa Bay. Uh, you're going to get Elvis Merzlikens in net. They activated defensive Adam Boakvist this morning, so he's going to fill in for Andrew Peak on the line or defensively there. But I, I guess the, you know, this you is a you slow. This is a slow crawl or a a slow march. To borrow a phrase the Jackets like to use to the trade deadline. Let me ask you. Get me to March. Let me ask this question. This is a Baker. Well, you both would know. What is their current streak right now? One game losing streak? One games? game winning one streak. Game winning streak. Oh, yeah. One nothing, yeah. One one before nothing the deadline. shutout in St. Louis that I was in attendance Where the Jackets at tonight? Home. home. Nation oh. against Tampa Bay. Do you listen to anything oh, that we so, say about so, this? So I got both teams at home. You got to take them on the money line. Pair of home teams. You know what? I'm cutting it up. I'm feeling risky. Later points. <laughs> later points. The Buckeyes is two and a half. Later points. Would you like oh to You're parlay that? You're going to be week again. You're I going for back-to-back. Back. Later points. And Would you like to, let's, do we want to go to Sunday's big game? The 58th edition of the big game. Yeah. Kansas City, San Francisco. The Niners right now are one and a half point favorites there. See, that one's tricky because see, it, you can't ask me that one because... I have can I ask you later in the show? Can you give me an answer? Can you think about it? Who I want to see? Who, who would you who, bet on? See, I, I, that's hard because I'm already taking the Chiefs because they're foolish enough to give Patrick Mahomes underdog status again. Well, my thing you know, learn is, from our mistakes, kids. It's hard for me on that one because um, my feelings is involved. It's the all star <laughs> of sport, Patrick Mahomes against the all stars. No, well, my, my. It's like Jordan against the monster. I got ties to San Francisco. I played, yes. like, they paid me for two they years. They gave you money. Yes, they And then California they took most me. of it. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but life was really I'll good. Life was really good at those times. I was, boy, I was swimming in it, Baker. Swimming in it. Um, in the Bay or in money? Money, okay. swimming in it. I thought California took it all. They did, but okay. the part that they left, I still oh, you was still had enough. To, yeah, to, yeah. You throw, you ever throw it on the bed and then no. jump in it and throw it up? <laughs> we work in radio. Like, Do we yes! the last two people you should ask? Yes! Well, actually, Baker's done pretty well with the sports books. <laughs> Eric does not. Divis, what do you want to do on the jackets here? What's the, I got the Buckeyes in here. What do you want to do on the jackets? I'm going to see the Tyvis parlay. Wait a minute. Are they, are they plus or minus? Jackets so are plus jackets one. Jackets are plus 150 on okay. the money line, plus one and a half goals. Money line. So you're going money line? 
All right, so we've got uh, 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 Buckeyes to cover the spread and Jackets to plus 367. Those are your odds. Okay. Like it. Again, do you want to uh, parlay that into the Super Bowl? No. Okay. Nope. We will get a lot of big game discussion throughout the program because, as I said, I, I do believe it is the all-star of the sport and Patrick Mahomes against the team of all-stars. I will. If you ask me stats, I can do that. I will ask you stats. Okay. That's not where we're going to start on today's program um, because it was the end of an era yesterday in Columbus. It wasn't a very long era. It wasn't a Taylor Swift era. But the Bob era is officially over. Now in comes Chip. We'll discuss what's next. It's Sports Saturday on The Fan. Big voice guy here to remind you that you're listening to The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Okay, thanks. I have three more seconds. Uh, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just because it's the weekend doesn't mean we shut up. This is Fan Sports Saturday. So a week from today... Tyvis Powell, you will be hopping aboard a boat, setting sail to a tropical location yeah. with a couple hundred of your best friends. Yeah. Will Chip Kelly be on that boat with you? Chip Kelly will not be on that boat. Okay. I don't think he was when they was, was not know, invited to the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. So when they was selecting people to go on, I don't he was Phil O'Brien, did he No, he nah. was no, I don't think they were Brian Day will be on there with you. Ryan Day will be there. He's had a busy week. He could probably he, he could probably use a vacation. I think he'll be, and I think Jim Trussell will be there as well. That'll be good. Yeah, no, definitely Coach Day. Uh, whatever staffers he decides to take, probably use that if they haven't already, you know, gone and pursued other jobs. But there is a new offensive coordinator, the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Or I guess they will be. There will be when he packs up and moves from Los Angeles. I don't think he did that already. Probably not. I imagine he they keeps, caught a red eye. I imagine he keeps other. Houses, not I, just the one in Los Angeles because real estate and whatnot. Remember, I was just talking about in San Francisco. I was swimming in money. That man is bathing in. Yeah, but he's an East Coast guy, and that by that guy, because I guess that could be the same said about Bill O'Brien and Chip Kelly. Chip B O B is G O N E from Columbus. He will be taking the Boston College head coaching vacancy. Why does everybody that work under Ryan Day get the head coaching job at Boston College. That's two. That's it's two. just two. I don't think that's everybody. That's two. But okay, their I, last I two head coaches. The Halfley thing. I don't. Under. The Halfley thing. I think that was the next one of the next logical steps. I don't think either are coincident. I don't think either have anything to do with the other. Like Halfley getting the gig was because he proved himself as a defensive coordinator as a bright football mind to take a head coaching gig, and that just happened to be the one open. For Bill O'Brien, he's from that area. He's got a family issue that needs dealing with in Boston or that would be more helpful if he was in Boston. Thus, I think one of the reasons why he was uh, with the Patriots. Isn't um, Ryan Day's son have a scholarship offer to Boston College? Uh, At least he did with the previous regime. I don't know what what this regime would give him. I would imagine that. They would honor that? Yeah. Okay, maybe. 
Who knows? Who knows in the transfer portal era, Tyvis? I guess. Well, what is he? A sophomore now? Junior? I believe so. A sophomore. I guess we'll find he will out. Be in, a sophomore this coming season, the next football season. I imagine he commits in as a junior, so we'll find out. In there's probably years. development there, but the news of yesterday was that gone is Bill O'Brien as Ohio State's offensive coordinator. So that was what a three week stint. In will be Chip Kelly as soon as I think the dust settles with UCLA. Um, the next logical step, I think, when this all came out, that Boston College was open, Bill O'Brien was interested, then you factor somebody else in the Ryan Day coaching circle, or that someone that he could trust to not only run an offense in-game, but to manage and develop players at this level. Mm-hmm. Like The Chip Kelly thing made sense. That's why that was one of the things that you had heard as soon as Boston College came open with Halfley leaving. And interestingly enough, we'd had a conversation a couple weeks ago about Halfley in speaking to, I think it was CBS Sports, about just his desire not to be a head coach in college with this NIL era. Mm-hmm. Similar things that come out about Chip Kelly and just his disinterest in recruiting in the NIL era and recruiting in the transfer portal, just wanting to coach football. Right, you'll do that as an Chip, get your coach. chance here. There's <laughs> not many times you see a head coach resign from a head coach and become a... I guess he technically didn't resign. He just took a different job. And this is... I think a smart play out of UCLA, and I'm not going to take credit for it. It was Reddit College Football that said UCLA could have fired Chip Kelly at the end of the year, incurring an $8.5 million buyout. Instead, UCLA procrastinated and let Ohio State pay them $1.5 million to get rid of Chip. Chip. So that was his buyout. Um, Bruins posted a $36 million loss in their athletic department, according to the LA Times in 2023. So any amount that they can save... Mm. It's beneficial. Isn't, isn't that the reason why they decided to come to the Big Ten? Because they was like in, in the debt. Because they was were, that and USC. It was something yeah. about they, they were a hundred million dollars in the hole. I think at the time of the announcement, because of Under Armour, they was like sponsored by Under was, Armour. They they were an Under Armour school. I think they're an Adidas school now. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Something about they under the COVID year happened and. It was a lot. It was a lot, but they were in. The they home. were in the red. Yeah. This uh, marriage that they've done with the Big Ten will put them in the green. Mm-hmm. In several years. Uh, it does look like the Bruins do want to find an athletic director here soon. Uh, some interesting names about who could be pursued for the Bruins gig. Again, the Bruins are going to be in the Big Ten. Tyvis Powell. Do you want to coach UCLA football? Okay, so this is interesting. Wasn't I talking to you and Baker about this? <laughs> that if you get fired, you still get you still get the buyout. What's the? Uh, it depends. I don't know. What would you? What, what would you demand? Offer. You're already making several. Will, you're already I'll, making dozens of dollars on the fan. I want Jumbo's Fisher's you want, contract. Well, that might not be a UCLA <laughs> thing, but you could get a tenth of Jumbo's contract. Seven million. Sure, I'd take that. Okay, what would you buyout be? Seven million. You would want the whole seven million. See, I would think you would be more sensible than that, knowing you would likely fall on your face. Wow. You've never been a coach, sir. What that mean? Well, don't ask for the whole buyout. You don't ask your whole contract as the buyout. You say, I'll take, you ask for six and then make it down to like three million. Three million's the buyout. Half. Well, yeah. You've got to be a little reasonable here. You're getting a big boy coaching job. You're going to be coaching in the Big Ten. But I'll be leaving the fan and you, like that's near and dear to my heart. I'm touched. I'm touched, you would say that. But however, I would call you an idiot. What, what if, would Ryan Baker do without me? Probably sitting in your chair. I would still text you, make sure you're doing good. You still let me. You See still, if you still had faith in the Buckeye basketball. That's what yeah, I was asking for every Ohio State men's basketball game. Hey, what are you thinking, Tyvis? 
no, and I, bet against you and make several more dollars. I'm a sensible guy. If they give me seven million to come there and they wanted to buy my contract out, since me being a sensible guy, I would only ask for six point nine million dollars to be bought that's out. That's very that's sensible. Yep. Yeah. Good on you. Tyvis, if they give you seven million, I'll pack your bags for you. What do you want me to go to what do you want me out? Can I be an offensive uh, quality control coach? No, you know nothing about football. I don't need to know anything about football. Just quality control. No. I just would look at things and be like, that's not quality. Listen, control that. You don't hire your friends, Eric. How about personal assistant? You don't? Yeah. No. I could. No. You I hire, could assist on I'm things. I'm hiring football minds that's going to help me build a power. Football minds that you might have you prior relationships that. with? Sure. Would you call Sherm? Yeah. You'd call Richard Sherm. Yeah. He, yeah. Why not? He ain't. He's your friend. I'm about to say he. It just flies right in the face of what you just said. <laughs> But it would be a smarter he, no, call, Richard he's Sherman. Not, not he's not my friend. What do you mean? Of course he, he's your friend. He is an ex-co-worker of mine. That's Former co-worker. Whatever. That's what he is. But he's still your friend. No, he's not. Okay. We're not friends. Well, you don't think if... Okay. I literally... <laughs> I literally had this, like. I had this conversation with him literally like two weeks ago. And he was okay with not being friends. He said, Tyvis, we are not friends at all. I said, that's, my, that's exactly what I was trying to explain to everybody. Strange relationship. What about PJ Fleck? Would he do it at UCLA? I like his energy. Well, he's a uh, Bruce Feldman, a list of potential candidates, including the Flecker. Is he uh, Stanford's is he David now? Shaw or former Stanford coach David Shaw? Minnesota he's still in is Minnesota? where PJ Fleck is. I like him. He take down all of his goofy oars. He's a good coach. And bring. Well, he's a coach. Uh, Tony Alford also on Bruce Feldman's list. For who? Tony UCLA game. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What Tony Alford you talking about? Ohio State running backs coach Tony Alford. No, he well, he's on Bruce Feldman's list. I don't know what else to tell you. Listen, you clearly, don't listen. think that's a good fit. So no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Sharpie him off the list. That's not Bruce. what I'm saying. No, that's Bruce, not. Bruce, you're wrong. Not what Bruce, I'm you're an idiot. It's not what I'm saying. Okay, I, Tony Alford would be a great head coach. He would be. I love Coach Alford. I don't want Here's him. The to, butt. I don't want him to leave Ohio State. Okay, as a, the running backs like. But if done. he were to be offered, you couldn't begrudge somebody for going and taking the job. Now he's at the bottom of this list. So I think, you know, you go from very likely Does David Shaw, P.J. Fleck, Deshaun Foster. I don't think so. I was say, didn't he, he play Nebraska right defensive coordinator Tony White played at UCLA. So he's on that list. Like, I think CBS Sports had even maybe Brian Hartline. This is silly season, right? Whenever a coach gets canned or whenever a coaching change happens at a large location, we're going to call UCLA a large location because it's still a power five and in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. It's going to be silly season in terms of, hey, who would want, who would a, want this job, who would B, take this job, and Mike who would Vrabel. C, B, he's helping Luke Fickle in Wisconsin this year. But if he got a head coaching gig, I think he's saying... You think he'd take the UCLA gig? Say, see ya. I mean, he wouldn't be saying see ya, because he, he would actually be seeing him, like, later in the year. Oh, see you later. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Did, uh, I don't, I didn't hear if your, if Feldman's list, was his the one that had Pete Carroll on it? It did not. But Somebody's another name Pete there. No, on it. he's not. He's doing coached that. in that city before. No, he, he went to US. He coached at USC. Yes. He is all down on UCLA. I remember the meetings where every time they'd be playing rivalry week, he always talked bad about UCLA. There's no way he'd go to the enemies. Well, we will see. We will see. We will. But Chip won't be on the, like, cru- the Buckeye Cruise. That's like game. Coach Fick going to the Wolverines. Like, that's not going to happen. All right. I mean,. I think if they offered him enough money, they're not going to because, again, they're facing $36 million deficit. It's a pride thing. All right, so we're going to cross Pete Carroll off that list as well. Even before the events of Friday, it was a busy week for Ryan Day and company. We'll do our best to recap everything that happened next at Sports Saturday on The Fan. 
News, opinions, and insight all before breakfast. Rise and shine with morning juice. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gambler. Instead of annoying national people talking to you this weekend, we've opted for annoying local people. This is Fan Sports Saturday. In case you missed it, Wednesday was the traditional national signing day. Wasn't it a great day? It was a fine day. It was like 55 degrees outside. And mm-hmm. So I think in, in terms of that, yeah, like, I think it was an important day for Dominic Kirks, four-star defensive end from Painesville, Ohio. He you wasn't put pen to paper. Like, oh, my goodness. No. Are we going to get such and such? Or will he? Fit? Not anymore. I remember working in radio during those days of pre-early national signing periods. So when the, what would it have been, the first Wednesday in February was a big deal. Mm-hmm. No, it is. I didn't get that. I didn't get that opportunity. No, you're playing in the NFL. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the February signing day before the pre-early signing day. You did it the early. I, I why didn't you wait then? Because why didn't you I, wait to do it? Because okay, this is you know why you can't because, say you can't lament not having the opportunity when you chose to not have the opportunity. Yes, you can. Mm. I just did. It. I don't think it works like that. I just did it. Okay. But the, the, I, you did. You're right. My thing is true because. I, there's nothing left for you in the second half, the second semester of your senior year in high school. Like, if you play football, like, it's after your first semester, like, there's nothing. When you come back from Christmas Once football break, season's over. What's there to do? But get in trouble. It's fun getting into trouble. No, it's not. Right. No, it's not, Eric. It's really not. I had an enjoyable time by <laughs> the second half of my senior year. No, I was. I but my options, where, my future options weren't as uh, sports centered as yours. You know where you have you would going had, to college. You would have more fun if you did your second semester, your senior year in college. I don't doubt that. I was not. <laughs> I got you there. I was not mature enough to go to college when I did. Really? I probably still am not mature enough to go to college, but it's neither here nor there. Eric, why? I'm, I'm so disappointed. I was a high school student, dude. I didn't have any. I was not a good athlete. I was on the football team because for the a, most part my friends were. You're a runner. That's not really. I, I That's not cons- athletic? I don't consider that being an athlete. Why not? It's more of a hobby. I consider that again. Mm. You can have your opinions about weightlifting and other things to make you an athlete, but I consider what you do being an athlete. Football? Yeah. Being on the radio? Well, yeah. I guess this is, we're athletes then. Fine. No, Make, being a football player. So, guys who are going to continue their athletic Highly careers. Trained. I think that... That's athleticism. I mean, that's being an athlete. All right, it was a Kenny Powers quote. I'm not you, training. Do you think it's a difference from being an athlete and being athletic? Yes. You do think... You can, be, an, you can be athletic, but if you don't do anything with it, you're not an athlete. You're just a person. Hmm. That is interesting. So I did not have an athletic career to continue. Like, I was a very you, bad athlete. Would you consider like a, a kicker or a punter yes. to be an athlete? Yes. Be athletic? Yes. Really? Okay. Kenny Power said this. I play real sports, not trying to be the best at exercising. That's fair. That's a, I think that's a very fair comment. You do marathons. That's, I, uh, okay. 
Yes. I do not consider that, though. I do not consider running and doing marathons on the same level as playing football at the collegiate or professional level. Those are different. One I think is... I think yours is harder, to be honest with you. Okay, fine. Not interested in that conversation. What I was interested in is your National Signing Day experience. I didn't get one because I was enrolled in Ohio. While they were signing the dotted were and it was February, we was doing leg presses and wall sits, St. Valentine's Day massacres coming up two weeks later, the Harley-Davidson challenges coming up. That's what I was doing in the month of February, and I was just... I had just turned 18 because my birthday's in February. So. so outside of, there were two guys that, you know, that I, I don't know if the one long snapper whose name's escaping me, I don't think had to send anything in, but Dominic Kirks, the four-star defensive end from Painesville, uh, committed, signed his NLI on Wednesday. 22 players for Ohio State in the class of 2024. For the first time since 2010, Tybus, the Buckeyes aren't number one in the Big Ten in terms of recruiting classes. Oregon is. Yes. And that's okay, right? I, well, this is the thing with oh. that. So it's a direct result of what you've done in the last couple of years. You've lost the big game. Now you start. This is when you find out how important that game is. And then the Cotton Bowl loss, like stuff like that. Now you're starting to see like, oh, that does impact things. At the moment, it might not seem like it's, it's like, oh, we'll get over it. But you, when it, where it really affects you is in recruiting. And stuff like that. So the last couple of years have not been great. Last three years have not been great. Haven't won a Big Ten championship. Haven't even been to the Big Ten championship game. So it's starting to impact recruiting. And but is it really that much because Ohio State's still fifth? You ain't number one. Okay. Because you can't hang that banner. You're right. And Oregon got this new coach over there that's he is really taking this thing by storm because he getting people to flip. He's getting transfers to come in. He was a hot target to replace uh, Nick Saban, and he turned it down. So it, it, it's something brewing over there, Eugene. Morrow Evans, excuse me, long snapper out of Texas. Way to way to go look that up. Sorry, I, well, I, I felt bad. I didn't know his name, so I wanted to go find his He's name. He's very important. But as a, yeah, I, I agree. He, he will be considering very what happened last year. What twice at least, where they had miscommunications <laughs> with the punt. And the long snapper kicker. I should have played long. A to B. Why didn't I play long snap? You know they be playing to like forty. You can't touch them. You were my too, point exactly. Yeah, you I were too busy being defensive MVPs of playoff Why, games. What was I thinking? Eighteen-year-old Tyvis. I can't imagine being content with just long snapping. No, that you're right about that. So but if that's what you have to look at it as, you can't take 30 year old Tyvis and no, be Eric. If they told you assign some, that to 18 year old, if Tyvis. somebody told you that you could play this game until you 40 years old just from taking the ball and snapping it back there fast, I would have been like, I think it's more than that. But yeah, I would take that. I was in a heartbeat. But exactly. considering, Why would considering I, not I was do like nineteenth string on my football team, you should have picked game along. You would have been the man. I couldn't like I couldn't be accurate with it. Think about this. I tried. You don't get touched. You can snap the ball. You you like first person yeah, down it's, there it's on punt. A they more, they, it's they, a little bit more difficult than that. They're not expecting you to make the tackle. So even if on punts, when you snap it back there, you get down there first. If you don't make the tackle, nobody cares. I've never understood why more football players don't try to be punters. Because they want to be the star. They want to be that's different. They want to be the guy that intercepts the quarterback. See, they want to be the quarterback. They want to score the touchdowns. Yes. They want to be gigantic and open holes and move around dudes. Like Yes, and, but and I understand it's different, guys. That, but I think of a guy like an AJ Trapasso 
who was a great running back at Pickerington High School, but he also punted, and that was his ticket to... Well, well punting, punting and kicking, that's totally different. Because there's still pressure there. Long snapper is nothing. You just, I would say there's pressure there. There's get the pressure ball. on the long snapper when Ryan Day calls you out saying we didn't call a fake punt. <laughs> and you snap what it I, You snap it to the to, up back. What I got to do? Oh! That's, uh-huh. a, that's an the oopsie. The light bulb just came That's on. an oopsie daisy, I would say, on and the long you, snapper. And you'll say this. What are you going to do? Bench me? You might. <laughs> For who? You get one on every Matt team. Jones, probably. I don't know. I no, don't know. You get one on every team. I don't know. You, then you, you have, you the, you have the backup center come in and try his hand at it. I don't know. And then when that thing gets usually dribble, when it dribbles the ground, he's going to say, you know what? Get back in With there. teams that are well conditioned with special teams, which Ohio State, I don't think we can say that over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. you would hope that's not the case. So I, I think it's very interesting because... It's, again, been a hell of a week. Uh, there's one more assistant vacancy left on Ohio State's coaching staff. Because you had, again, the offensive coordinator was a hole that was open for a couple of hours. You had Bob leave, but then you had Chip Kelly announced last night. Mm-hmm. There was uh, Matt Gurrieri, uh, who was brought in. He was, I think, a defensive analyst at Indiana. He was brought in to coach the safeties. Here's uh, Ryan Day on that hiring and kind of what it means to the conversation that we've just had. You know, he's been a coordinator. He's an excellent teacher. He also has been here before. So the guys, you know, Lathan and you know, some of the older guys knew who Matt was. So it's not just a brand new addition to the staff. I think he's going to work really well with Tim back there. He knows um, Jim's system very well. And so that's going to be seamless. He, he knows the system. But in terms of his help on special teams, you know, we're going to see how big that is. But I feel like, you know, Matt, Really is a great teacher. He's very intelligent. He's been a coordinator before. So we'll see based on how that 10th position shakes out, how much responsibility he'll have. So I don't think you need to do too much translating as Matt Gurrieri is your special teams coordinator, but not named that. Well, it depend. I guess if they're not going to hire a special teams coordinator, and I'm on the fence with that. Whoever they hire, my guess is also helps out with special teams. Yeah. They make it a two-person I'm gig. On the, I'm on the fence with that, that special team stuff. Do you think it needs to be one one job? There's one special teams coordinator, and that is his focus? I think that that helps. I think that if you're not going to do it, you got to at least bring in an assistant who only thing he does is special teams. Okay. I told you when I was here, we had a guy by the name of Bill Bush that came on the staff. He was an assistant, but he it tremendously helped our, our special teams unit become much better because that's all he did. You know, when you got a, a, a safeties coach, he got to think safeties first. Yeah. Like number one thing I got to make sure is my safeties are good, but special teams kind of takes a back seat to that. And, you never know when you get to these challenging games where you get to these even keel games with talent. Special teams is the biggest part that can help you win or lose a game. And if you're not putting a lot of focus on it, you'll lose that battle. So that's kind of where I, I lean that way towards it. But I do want to see a guy like James Laronitis become on the staff officially because I think he's earned it and I think he deserved it. And I think he gets the respect from all the players and alumni. So it, it feels silly that we're still waiting on that. I mean, it is it is what it is. But maybe that's, and again, Ryan uh, talked about the 10th assistant, and I'll just play this cut real quick about how long that is going to take till they, again, announce who would be that the final assistant to round out the staff. No, we have some flexibility there. We've had multiple conversations. I think we can go in a couple different directions, but we're, we're still not ready to make a decision there yet. Uh, certainly have talked to people and um, you know, probably about a week away there. We also know it's not going to be Corey Dennis. He is off to Utah to be an offensive 
uh, assistant there with Kyle Whittingham's program. Um, it's, again, interesting week for Ohio State. It's been an interesting week in college football. The Tuscaloosa is coming to your city. That's next at Sports Saturday on The Fan. A lot of hosts have been on our airways in the past 30 years. Some good, some bad, some really bad. Anyway, sorry for that. The fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sports Talk Weekend Style. You're listening to Fan Sports Saturday. Yes, you are. Eric Reeser, Ryan Baker, Tool of the Week, Tyvis Powell. We're going along until 3 o'clock today. Timmy Hall will be in at three to get you properly warmed up. You better go live or let that for go. Ohio man. State and Maryland. Well, unless someone else is named Tool of the Week next week. What if nobody like no? Do you want to do something to earn Tool of the Week in back to back weeks? Are you trying to talk? If me this time, talk? if this time next week, because I don't know when we're going to have you on before you get on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. It'll be sometime in next week's show, so you can keep your perfect attendance. If someone else is named Tool of the Week, I will not be able to call you Tool of the Week. But as of right now, I can because you are. Well, somebody, as voted on by our wonderful listeners, somebody, so. somebody will be named Tool of the Week. Now, will be you? They, will they be? It on, could be you. It won't be a person okay. in this this station. Then I, then I will not name that. It could be me. And then I will have to come on next well, week and intro do. it. I hope they do. I hope they call, give you tool of the week for for calling me the tool of the week. I'm the tool because I'm calling you the tool? Yeah. All right. Well, you'll have to listen. What's it? Friday's at 4, 4.30 they do that? Yeah, I think. No. 5.30. It's, yeah, I think it's 5.30. Mm-hmm. Tyvis is going to get a fake Twitter account and yeah. vote. <laughs> Five, 5.34 every Friday. You can nominate Tyvis for wanting me to be called Tool of the Week because I called him Tool of the Week, which he earned by saying Ohio State was going to be Iowa guaranteed. KD's burner account. They should have won. They should have won that game. I, I, I doubled down on it because they, they should have won the game. And now they have lost five in a row, but a chance to climb out of that one. Today against Maryland, again, 4 o'clock will be the uh, tip there, 3.15. The network pregame, Timmy Hall will have you from 3 to 3.15. Buckeyes are on the road Wednesday at number 11, Wisconsin. So when, When's looks, the last time they won a road game? January 1st of 2023. So by... Why, why, are you, why you do that? By <laughs> Wednesday's game, it'll be 408 days since the last road win I will say, Buckeyes. I will say this. And I, oh boy, <laughs> he's you. doing it. They, he's they, doing are it. You, what are you going to say? They are it. not winning at Wisconsin? No, that's not what I was going to oh. say. What I was going to say is they're going to win a road game before this season ends. That's what I was going to say. Well, we're going to have to see. So their first, when it will their be. first chance to prove Tyvis right or wrong will be Wednesday at the Cole Center. Earlier this week, it was announced Nick Saban is going to be joining ESPN and College Game Day. Now, I, I know when you think of Nick Saban, you think of very cantankerous, a guy that is probably one wrong move away from committing actual murder on one of his assistants no, or one of his players because you've seen the fiery Nick Saban on the sidelines. That's not who I think of. I think of, I'm not going to, so quit asking. That's the same Nick Saban. <laughs> that's, well, you think like, of Nick Saban, that's what I The anger that of. Maria Taylor made him feel, he likely went into the locker room and removed a graduate assistant's jugular. 
That's I'm the Nick going. Saban that we're used to. But there's also the Nick Saban that does the Aflac commercials and the Nick Saban that talks about going to the Ferrari plant and getting roll tided. And that, I think, is the Nick Saban that ESPN's going to get when he joins College Game Day every week during football season. You're going to get the Nick Saban that loves to just talk about football. Doesn't want to, doesn't have to answer any questions about his team. Doesn't have to answer any questions about name, image, and likeness. Just gets to talk football. And you've even seen him because he was on Pat McAfee's show, I think weekly during the college football season where he just enjoyed it. He just enjoyed that kind of a conversation. And he's got a great personality. And uh, on Lifestyle, Leisure, and Sports show that I do with Chops and Bo Bishop weekdays, Bishop and Friends, 9 to noon. Paul Feinbaum from ESPN was on and Bo asked Paul what he thinks or how he thinks the Tuscaloosifer will do now that they're co-workers. I think it'll be difficult. Now, again, I, I don't know Urban Meyer that well, but you know, he, he has fit in fairly well to what he's mm-hmm. doing on Fox, but it's a little different. Uh, I mean, Urban's had a few stops uh, since he was at Ohio State, or at least one. It seemed like mm-hmm. it was brief. Um, Saban's one of the most impatient people I've ever been around, and I just can't imagine, uh, knowing the game day situation, that he's going to be able to sit there. Uh, you know, obviously they'll start with him, but you know the fact that he's got to sit there and listen to Desmond Howard talk. I mean, can you can you imagine <laughs> no. that? Uh, no. I mean, he's going to look at like you don't know what you're talking about uh, because, frankly, the guy never does. Uh, so uh, you know th- that is going to be, I think, the most frustrating part. It's a three-hour show. You got to put up a lot of nonsense beforehand. You've got, uh, this, the first thing that happens after game day is over is you spend 15 or 20 minutes taking pictures with all the big uh, VIPs and the sponsors. I mean, I, that's not in Nick Saban's wheelhouse either. But I think you can give a man enough zeros on a paycheck bow. to make it worth his while. First of all, bow, 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 bow. Oh, bow, shots bow. absolutely fired at that, <laughs> it, uh, that clown Desmond Howard. Yeah, uh, I think that I might, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I think that Nick Saban will do just fine. Yeah. I think that when you... First of all, he's going to have the stress lifted off of him. At Alabama, there's a ton of stress. Everybody, you expect to be in the title, compete for the title, or close to it. So you have to be at the top of college football. That That's no more. He has That, that weight is lifted off of him. Now he can just take the time to educate and teach people about the game of football. And people will want to hear it because he's been so great. He's one of, if not the greatest college football coach in ever. So people want to pick his mind and hear what he has to say. So people will tune in for that. And he's got the opportunity. Since you're a coach, that means that you're a teacher. That means you'll have that opportunity to teach the game to people so they can see it the way you see it. And it'll probably make them a better football expert because of it. So I think he'll thoroughly enjoy that. And, you know, the thing about listening to other people's opinions or not, I mean, that's what makes you different. That's why you. That's why they have different guys. I mean, on he the, will be. Staff. I mean, there will not be anybody that ESPN could put on with more credibility, right? Than and, Nick Saban. And like I say, yeah, Desmond Howard might say something wild and outrageous. Well, but that's 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 what, what he's there for. Exactly. That's why they had him if on every, during this Michigan thing. If everybody was saying the same thing, like it would not be, be entertaining. Would exactly. not get people watching. Would not get people to. Search for it on social media. I also think that College Game Day, I think that it hasn't been quite the same hype-wise. Obviously, adding Pat McAfee was a big boost to that, but you bring in another high-profile guy with a, that's a, actually a really good football mind, that's going to make people come in to see it, tune in to see it. I think it'll have some funny debates on there. It's an interesting place right now for the Michigan man. We'll tell you, well, I'll tell you what I mean and get Tybus' thoughts on it next. It's Sports Saturday on the fan. 
Matty Ice has a large tattoo on his calf of LeBron eating a lion. I have nothing else to say. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. The Fan. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. During weekend programming, pants are optional. Look at my butt! However, leather chairs may have been a bad choice. You're listening to Fan Sports Saturday. The big game edition of Sports Saturday on the fan, the 58th edition of the big game tomorrow in Las Vegas. Kickoff from Allegiant Stadium is 6.30. Right now you've got the Niners, a point-and-a-half favorite over the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, I still think it's silly. You're making Patrick Mahomes an underdog again. In the postseason, sure. But, wait, they should have just let it be even? What do you mean? They should, it shouldn't have been no spread at all? No, there should be, but it should Favorite in the postseason Mahomes. be, it, I think. No. Okay. No. We'll see. Because you're still talking about a good player versus a good team. I don't think he's just a good player. Great. Yeah. Especially in the postseason. Like, and we'll get into more about the big game the more we go through this show, because I do want to pay off on the Michigan man tease real quick, but the Baltimore Ravens were beating the snot out of people this season. Yep. And last week, now again, Mahomes was big in that win. But, and I also do think when we'll get into Steve Spagnolo and the job his defense has mm. done for Kansas City in getting them to this point. Yes, they're getting re- they're starting to get the recognition they deserve, and they yeah at the right time. Mm. And so I I just a lot of respect for the Detroit Lions, but Baltimore I thought that was really telling last week with what the Chiefs were able to do to the Ravens, both offensively and defensively. Yes. Say the butt. Come on. No. I, mean, <laughs> I know it's coming. When you look at that game, the the Chiefs, it's not about what the Chiefs did. It's about what Baltimore didn't do. Baltimore completely went away from what they were good at, and that's running the football. The Chiefs actually are not that great at stopping the run because they haven't been. No, Buffalo you're right. was running all over them. So I don't know why in that game. It was similar. It gave me the vibes of the Seattle Seahawks versus the New England Patriots. Patriots in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, yeah. where they decided to throw the ball on the one yard line. Like that. You, you, you Smart try, people can be really dumb at instead times. Instead of doing the thing that works, that you know has worked their, their weakness, you want to try to make Lamar be this, this in the quarter, this quarterback that can stand in the pocket and deliver the football. Even which that's he can do that, but that's just not who he is. You gotta let mm-hmm. Lamar be Lamar. Lamar is special when he's running the ball or when he's, you know, play action and it's doing things like that. And I kinda went away with that. They, they went away from that and played into the strength of Kansas City, which is their pass defense. So to me it's it's not that the Chiefs and I'm not taking no credit away from the Chiefs defense. I think they are really good. But I think Baltimore lost that game by what they were doing. What would you say then about the Niners and how they played against the Lions defensively? Uh, well, obviously they started off bad. <laughs> they started off horrible. They got it together. And then they ended up getting it together. I mean, they 
they have a bunch of pieces that can be very effective, with, but they just have to be interested. And they have. It, it's sad that it, it's sad that <laughs> it took the, the Super Bowl. Does it? Yeah, it, no. But it's sad that you got to go down like that much just to get guys to start locking in and, and, and playing to their expectation. Like that's ridiculous. So they obviously, I think they're good enough to get things done. Patrick Mahomes is special. The thing about the Chiefs. In Baltimore, they did this against Baltimore. When you're going against the Chiefs' offense, you cannot play zone on them and think that that's going to stop them. Patrick Mahomes shreds zone defense. And what was the difference between the first half and the second half of the Baltimore defense? First half, they play zone. The second half, they play man. And what did they give up? Three points, I think, in the Three points half? total in the second exactly. half. Exactly. So that's if, – if I'm San Francisco – you have to come out and play man. Problem is, who are you playing? Who's playing man Who's playing who? on Kelsey now? Mm-hmm. Because Hufunga is out for the year. You know, I think he, I forgot what his injury was, but he's out for the year. Your all pro safety's gone. Yep. You never, you got Chavarius Ward, who's going to have to probably play Rasheed Rice. So who is the guy that's checking Kelsey? And, you know, your corners have, to me, been the weak part of it. The secondary in total has kind of been the weak part of it. Outside of Traverius Ward, I think yeah. he's really good. The rest of the three, you got to figure it out. And are they good enough to play man on Kelsey and all these other people? I guess we'll find out. We're going to find out. Yeah, and I do, I do think this will be uh, a very entertaining Super Bowl. It will be. I think that this will be everything that both, again, you've got these all, the all-star of the NFL, I think, and Patrick Mahomes, and you've got the all-star team. In the San Francisco 49ers. Now, we will get into the MVP discussion because obviously Lamar was one vote away from being a unanimous MVP. That's ridiculous that he wasn't. But it's Mahomes. I, th- I think if you're going to ask anybody the biggest star in the NFL, I mean, with I guess notwithstanding Taylor Swift because now she's part of the say, now she's part of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think he's held or he's graded to the scale that Urban Meyer was at Ohio State, where he's never going to win Coach of the Year because it's like nobody That's expects. A lie. He won MVP last year. Okay, but he's not going to win it every single year, despite being. Well, he that. didn't deserve it this year. He his regular season, the Chiefs Man, were terrible. They he's carried in the regular season. That, it's yeah. a regular. I, I season wish award. it wouldn't be. I wish it yeah. would be the totality of like the. I'm not going to say he was terrible. His teammates but did. It does him feel no like favors. he's yes, yeah, and that's. Cardari- he didn't. He didn't get Cardarius Tony on the team. My point exactly. <laughs> right. He should. If if they would have caught the passes that he was throwing, then be, yeah, he probably would win it. But they did him no favors this year. I was gonna. We'll have a Mahomes Purdy greater discussion coming up because I do want to talk about Taylor Swift, who's going to be there. Who's not a bigger star than Usher? Musical. So that's even the fans and the fan told you that was wrong. Um, they didn't know what Taylor's they, got a they, show. They were confused about a question in Tokyo. It wasn't a confusing question. It was is Tyvis right or wrong? And they decided you were wrong. She's going to be in Tokyo doing a show, and then she's going to get on a private jet and fly to Las Vegas. How nice of her! Right, and uh, bless her. She's probably going to be there, like right as the game begins. Yep. I still wonder if they can't just go to Usher and be like, "Hey, we know you prepared. We know you're, you know, planning on a big, cool show. We're going to have Taylor perform." So this is the thing. And just just kick him off. So this is the thing. You know how everybody, a lot of men have come out and be like, why they show Taylor Swift all the time? And like, why Imagine is being mad at that. So this is the thing. Imagine, imagine being mad at like no, but a league looking to who's in the audience as it's been doing forever. 
and but, seeing who the biggest star in the audience is and showing them on camera. But the they've fun- done it for years with everybody. The funniest part about it is she actually doesn't like it. Like, that's the thing. Like, she doesn't like to be on camera. And you could tell because she... Can you really tell? No, you can tell at okay. times because she tries... Sometimes she hides in the back. They still find her. She's... You can't, you can't hide in an NFL stadium. She's trying to. She's moved to the box and she sat in the back and they still put the camera like, on Put her. the camera on her. So yeah, it's you're like, not hi- there's 90 what wanna, cameras. What, do, what more do you want her to do? Not Nothing. come to the game? Like, that's why I'm like, it's at this point, you can't, like, if your beef isn't with Taylor Swift, your beef is with the NFL. Yeah. And I've, everybody has a beef. Her included has a beef with the NFL. I just think that, but that's, that is, but she's a moneymaker. She's yeah. brought her Swifties. There's to, going to be a large contingent of her fan base that's watching the Super Bowl just for Taylor Swift. Has Kelsey still got the hottest selling jersey? That's a very good question that I will find out in the break. Thank you. But they're going to, with the numbers that the Super Bowl is going to do, a lot of it's it, not all. It's the Super Bowl, you so think it's going to get. It's you think gonna, it's going to be the biggest ever? Yeah, it always is, right? Every year, it, is it? it goes up in numbers. I don't really. And know. so for this year, it's going to do great. And the NFL is going to tout their numbers. And yes, she's going to be a part of it. Yeah, because they're going to show her, but not Usher's the reason why I'm watching it. All right. So <laughs> I think that, yeah, by Usher, I think Little John's in that song as well. And Ludacris. And Ludacris. That's his most popular song. Yes. Yet that is, again, I, I don't have the sports book that's giving me these odds. I'm on oddschecker.com. Yeah is the third most likely song to be his first. I don't think he's going to open up with that. My Way and OMG. OMG are probably. both plus 275. I can see OMG. You got to you got to ease people into this. Now, I think it's DJ Got Us Fallen in Love. That's fourth at plus 700. I think that's going to be the one. I think it's oh my god. Okay. It just for some odd reason it, it does sound like a song that you play first. What about Love in This Club? That's all the way down at plus fifteen hundred. My boo. Well, she's she's gonna be there, so he's already said this. Confessions at plus fifteen hundred. Little John, I think, is gonna be there because he's coming out and doing this, and he's a 49ers fan, so he'll be oh, well, yeah. here. And I think they're you can't not have they, if you go those have, kind of appearances. If, if they can't just do yeah. They should do lovers and friends. <laughs> Lovers and Friends. I don't know that song. You don't know it's Lovers not, and Friends? It does not have odds for his first John song. Luda had to do it again. Okay, so maybe that's a, a song he plays in the middle part of the play, performance. He's not play okay. it. Now, if he... Oh, Burns plus 900. I know that one. Really? You should know every song I don't on that list. It. I don't. What's wrong with you? He's I'm an icon. The biggest, I don't... Didn't, I'm not disputing his, his status as an icon. He is. But you know the Taylor Swift. You know Antihero? Uh, I know. Yeah. Is that Hi, I'm the Problem? <laughs> okay. I know Hi, that song. It's me. I would say I know most of Taylor Swift's songs, but if she was doing the halftime show and they gave her or they gave you a similar list of odds to be her first song, they would have songs on that that I would have no idea what it is. Because I don't know Taylor Swift's whole discography. I don't know Usher's full discography. I do. Any it's not artist, your run playlist? No. Any uh, any artist that's ever done a Super Bowl, I don't know their full discography. You didn't know the West Coast? I did not. Oh my God. There were 90 it. of them. And How about I, I, I sung all I of Mary Blige's songs? You don't know Mary all J. of Mary J. Blige's No, I don't. Songs. I know like two. Shame I know. Should I just leave? Do you just want to? You take over and I'll just, just go. It hurts I, my I heart. I should just go. It hurts my heart. 
Usher got his work cut out. You didn't know all of Rihanna's stuff? I didn't. I, I knew a lot of it, okay. but I didn't know all of it. What about Jen- nope. Jennifer Lowe, nope. Shakira, nope. and J-Lo? I, I, I just told you. Every artist that's ever done a Super Bowl. And Rolling Stone ranked them, like the top 35. Mm. Black Eyed Peas was the worst. Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? Probably not. Okay. Do you think it will ever be another wardrobe malfunction? Uh, No. Yeah, I don't know. I think they'll do it. On, I think, and I, I think that wardrobe malfunction, I'm was using on, air quotes, was on purpose. purpose. Oh, we're still talking it was, about it was it. choreographed, yeah, yeah. and we still do it to this day. Um, I'll pay off on the Michigan Man tease uh, here coming up, but because it's the Super Bowl, there's pressure on everybody. What are the quarterbacks feeling going into the big game? We're going to hear from them next. It's Sports Saturday on the phone. You're home for the Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, and crew, and our sincere apologies for common men singing Creed songs. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live, local, and still slightly drunk. I'm, I'm not drunk, all right? I just have a speech impediment. This is Fan Sports Saturday. Yes, it is. Super Bowl 58 tomorrow night at 6.30. We'll have fan pregame coverage of that starting at 5. And then you just roll right into the evening with us here. Do you be sad when the I'm Super Bowl is over? No. Football is... Well, I guess when the, the XFL or USFL uh, the or whatever. U- the UFL. That starts probably like two, three weeks later, right? Sure. I'd have to look that up, which I'm doing right now. The big merger. Right. So that, that The Rocks Football League. Once he wins the championship at the WrestleMania. Is he fighting for the belt at WrestleMania? Uh, I think he is. Or maybe Who it, has is he? the belt? Roman Reigns? Mm-hmm. Yes, still. He's all, isn't they like cousins? Yes, they are. He's fighting his cousin? The bloodline storyline. I mean, they're not actually really fighting Tyvis. You know what I mean. <laughs> they, he, That's just the big storyline. He's fighting his cousin for the belt. You should have watched the press conference Matty Ice was at the other day when Romans, a, or when uh, when The Rock slapped Cody. I saw that on Twitter X, but I didn't watch it. I just this thing. There's no way. Okay, so Roman Reigns, if if memory serves me correct, this is sad that this has turned into this. <laughs> if memory serves me correct, he's the longest tenured champion in history. Uh, in like modern history. Modern history. I think history. Bruno San Martino was like five years. Okay. It was a long time. With that being said, there's no way that The Rock is going to come back, win the title just to retire. And then Hulk Hogan might have brothered his way to like a 2,000-day run. So like if he wins the title, like that means The Rock would have to f- officially be back. And I don't think he's doing well, that. Well, he's part of the board now. He's a board member. What is that supposed to mean? He's on the board. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you do on the board? I don't know. I've never been on the board. What do I would is, imagine? Is everybody have, else on you the board? You have responsibilities. Is everybody else on the board wrestling as I well? I don't know. I don't know who's on the board. Eric, get to the topic. <laughs> right, what, which topic do you want? Because uh, no, I, look, before, I looked it up, and Micah Parsons has the uh, highest selling jersey in the NFL this past season. Is this via Lids? Uh, I'm looking at this Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report uses lids, I think. Okay, great. Lids, the lids don't. I wanted fanatics because what? 
Because lids is only men use lids. I, it's, I, it's I think tickle, they're getting tickle. this information from, from the actual NFL. No, they're getting it from lids. Bleacher Report. I'm telling you, because I watch what you're talking about is what I seen on my Instagram like three or four days ago, and it said the artic- via lids. The article is February sixth. Okay, so it was, it's the tenth. So it was a, f- a couple of days ago. What I just say? <laughs> I'm telling. I'm you. still looking. Okay, so CNN's got Christian McCaffrey, Micah Parsons, and Ceedee Lamb. Um, Jalen Hurts as well, and they're using NFL Shop, and that I believe is a Fanatics. Okay, I'll take that brand. I'll take that. CMC is first on that one. He spent the most time, I think, with the uh, number one jersey sales at the end. Trying to see Kelsey's. Kelsey's been up there. I'll say that. I mean, when he so when he first, when Taylor Swift went to her first, so this, they have a nice little breakdown. When Taylor Swift attended her first game, he was he, his jersey sale shot up to third, and then they dropped off. And in the conference finals, they were fourth in NFL jersey sales. Travis Kelsey was with DeAndre Swift, but was that's up that's there. that's weekly though. That's in weekly jersey sales because you know the NFL goes weekly, so that's how this data is accumulated over a weekly span over an entire season. Okay. So. Remember DeAndre Swift jersey got a lot of sales. I don't remember that. He got a lot of sales because they thought like Taylor Swift. Like, they oh, you, they thought that if, but he plays for the I know Saints. But, you, you know, right? People, it's the Saints a, or Lions? He plays no DeAndre Swift played for the Eagles. Okay, but yeah, oh Swift Kelsey, I remember that seeing that meme. Yeah, it was. Uh, he probably was like, "Thank you, I appreciate it." They're really going to buy a Philadelphia Eagles jersey. It says Swift on the back of it. Yeah, they did. They can just customize it on they the NFL. Did. Right. They, that's what happened. Uh, the United Football League is going to start on March 30th. Okay. You've got the Birmingham Stallions playing the Arlington Renegades. USFL and XFL champions are going to begin that season for the Rock. So who knows? He might show up with the WWE title. No. You know, who knows? <laughs> He's not about to win the title just to retire. Like That didn't make sense. He's not retiring. He's going to win the title and then defend the title no, all over the world. Yeah, he got so many movies to make. I don't think he's going to make them, but he's going to wear the championship belt in the movie. So no. at Fast 25, he's, you're going to see The Rock with the belt in every scene. The Rock is solely doing this as a favor because their their fan attendance has dropped. But if Do you, you know that? Or if you, you ever say, if you ever that. tell people that The Rock is back on, they start watching it again. It is a boost to, or is a likely boost to eyeballs. But I don't know. Do you need a big star for such a thing like WrestleMania? It's The Rock. Okay. For, for, Fair. For WrestleMania 40. The Rock. Kind of a big thing. No, kind no, of a deal. The, the, the Rock. Then the Vince McMahon stuff came out. Oh, so I think that's where they're using <laughs> The Rock to yeah. get everybody to look All over here. That, yeah. I think this has been a plan for them for a while, though, to do this mega Roman versus Rock. By the way, Tyvis, just so you know, Roman has the fourth longest championship Who's reign. The longest? Ever. Bruno San Martino. No, Bob Backlund's uh, like, one Bob of them. Bob Backlund is yeah. number two, okay. and Hulk Hogan is number three. Brother. So the Rock how is far, eight, How far nine, is he from two it, from getting to third? He's about 200-some days from third. In WrestleMania is when? April something. Yeah. The that's, not April. that's not enough time. So it's WrestleMania. It's the 40th edition of WrestleMania. And that'll be on April 6th and April 7th. It's a two-night extravaganza. A- WrestleMania is From Lincoln two Financial nights? Field. That's what I'm, I'm seeing. 
That's good. Bring, it is now. Bring Kurt Angle back. You suck. He's really old. <laughs> you suck. And he might have had some. Uh, you suck. Rock's a ten-time <laughs> champion. That's it. So this will be his. He's going for his eleventh. Well, at the event, who presumably. He, who do you think he is, Bill Russell? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's well. Maybe uh, he's aspiring to get to because Ric Flair's sixteen. So I think your your goal is to get that the, the double digits. You never know. Ric Flair may he, have another match in him Rick and Flair may get another need, one. Ric Flair might need some money Listen. that he'll pop on his purple tights are, are you and to saunter on out there. I will not. Why? The Rock's going to beat him. I don't care. Were you hurt, heartbroken when The Undertaker lost? No. Did you watch it? I didn't. Okay. I love Eric's face right now. <laughs> I don't care. When did, about, you, when did you stop watching? I don't wrestling? care about like the, the wrestling wizard. When did you the st- wrestling undead wizard? When did you never stop losing. watching wrestling? Full time uh, years ago. Oh, but so I, this is recent. Five years ago, I think I stopped uh, paying attention on a weekly basis, and uh, I watched. Dang. I'd watch the Royal Rumble uh, up until like two years ago. Okay, so yeah. that's not recent. I stopped watching like it. Like, I mean, I grew up on it in the in the nineties and two thousands. When you started swimming in money in San Francisco, California, we were supposed to be talking about San Francisco. We're supposed to be talking about Brock Purdy against Patrick Mahomes. It was The Rock. It's not important. The Rock. No, The Rock is the. You know, I think The Rock has the largest following on Instagram. Do you know that for a fact? I'm just throwing something out there. You you always do that. If he's not number one, he's like. Third, he's probably up there. Cristiano Ronaldo has six hundred and sixteen million. Messi, he's what does no. what does the Rock have? Not six hundred and sixteen million. Should not four hundred ninety six million. Like Ohio State. It do a, Rock's fifth. Three hundred ninety five million see, I'm followers. About to say I know so. He Just five. Google it before you come on. Top five. No. He top five. He is top five. He's got fifteen million more followers than Ariana Grande. So take that. Where's there's three Kardashians on this. I say all that. To, I say all that to say he brings attention to the brand. He does. No, it, it's absolutely the right call by the the federation to bring him in to take away the attention from Vince McMahon being an awful human being. We're going to talk about some quality human beings and Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy and their mindset and what they're saying going into the biggest game of their lives. That's next at Sports Saturday on the fan. We are your radio home for the Buckeyes, Browns, and all the NFL games you can handle. We may have a bit of a football problem. Oh, yeah. The Van Ohio Sports Destination. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Garnish your Bloody Mary with Sports Talk. You're listening to Fan Sports Saturday. I know how, how much athletes are creatures of habit. Yes. If you were... Preparing for a big game, Tyvis, or if you were on the road mm-hmm. and a couple of nights before said game, say if you're going on a West or East Coast trip, okay, and you were in a hotel a couple of nights before said game, and this was, say, on the you're playing on a Sunday, the you were staying in a hotel on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and someone pulled the alarm at 6 in the morning on the Thursday before a game, would that rattle you for Sunday's performance? No. 
No. I mean, I, first of all, why? Because I always wake up early anyway. You'd be up at that time anyway. Yeah, I usually get up. So usually on a typical day, I wake up at like 6.45. So if this was pulled at 6 a.m., okay, so 45 minutes. Okay. So that was the scuttlebutt made this week because someone did that in the uh, Niners Hotel. And Christian McCaffrey thought it was somebody, a Chiefs fan maybe. And I guess Nick Bosa wasn't thrilled about it. But my thought, when I heard about that news, I'm like, well, that stinks, but it's Thursday. If someone did that Sunday morning, mm-hmm. okay, maybe then you're able to be like, well, that's nefarious. Yeah, no, But a couple I, days before, and now you're just, you're, they're just doing walkthroughs right now. I get that people want to be in a routine. Obviously, sleep is a huge part of recovery for the body. Yes. Um, but like you say, it's not a lot going on. You know, you, you get to go to practice, you get to do your film session, but you get to, you still got time to make up for that, you know, take naps and knowing Kyle Shanahan, he probably went into the team meeting room, laughed about it and then found a way to try to get them that rest time back. So they'll be ready to go. I don't think that's something that's going to alter them in Sunday's performance at all like that. Even if you had no sleep, you're in the Super Bowl. Like, figure it out. Like, and then there was the thing earlier. It was late last week. I know it was early this week. Excuse me, because the the field turf that the Niners were practicing on, I think at UNLV, there was some scuttlebutt there that they weren't thrilled with the firmness of said field. And there was some out there that said, "Oh, the Niners are already starting to make excuses." So this is so this has been the Niners the whole time, and nothing about the Chiefs. nothing about the Chiefs. <laughs> Nothing's come out about Kansas City except how many times Travis Kelsey's been asked about Taylor Swift. Mm. Well, um, listen, like I said, you got to be a professional about all of this. If you think that they're trying to alter this, which I don't know why anybody would do that. It, all of it doesn't matter. It all depends on how you perform on Sunday, tomorrow. That's You need to be at your best. You need the best night of sleep tonight. You need the best recovery today. You need to make sure you're eating and drinking and putting all the right stuff in your body two days in advance. So you have enough time to do that from starting from yesterday. If you haven't done that, then that's on you. I don't see the field or... Unless you got hurt or something. Like, if you got hurt messing up. The Niners right now are, are reportedly fully healthy. Okay. Then Everybody the, who's not on injured reserve is ready to go for the San Francisco squad. For it, Kansas City, you're dealing with some injuries. You're not going to get Joe Tooney, uh, who's ruled out for Sunday's game, had a pec injury that he suffered in that divisional round win. Um, but it's going to be Nick Allegretti, who was in the AFC Championship game. So guys already had some time performing at that left guard spot. So no injuries with the Niners. Some injuries... With the Chiefs, but you're hearing this stuff from the Niners side. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy into that at all. At, not at all. Kyle Shanahan, this is his third Super Bowl. He's going to find every way he can to win this game, knowing that they lost to this team just four years ago. Or was it four years? Five years ago. Five years ago in yeah. 2019. Knowing that you lost to this exact team, you had that game won and you blew it in the end, that's another chip on your shoulder. And it's still some of the same guys that lost that game that's back in this game. So they're going to do everything they can to win this game. They're going to play with an extra chip on their shoulder. And if they lose this time, shame on them. This is San Francisco going for its sixth Super Bowl in franchise history. It would be up there with New England and Pittsburgh. It's going to fall, I think, on the shoulders of Brock Purdy. How he performs in the biggest game of his life. is, And again, I'm not breaking any news with this. <laughs> um, but we've had discussions about this. And Brock Purdy and the game manager label on the system quarterback label here's purdy or from earlier this week 
talking about that. It can be a compliment at, at, at times where it's like, all right, you got a guy that can come in and, and run the system well. Um, I feel like that's a compliment. I think that's, you know, you're doing things right mentally, and, and obviously you're good enough to be able to hit guys that are open and make plays. Um, you know, there's 32 teams in the NFL, and th- there's not a lot of people that can come in and, and play the quarterback position well in the NFL. It's a hard, it's a hard job. So, um, if you're saying that I'm a game manager and I, I don't look flashy in how I do it, I mean that's your opinion. And that's okay. And at the end of the day, I want to do what it takes to help my team win. And so, I think winning at the end of the day in the NFL is probably the biggest and most important thing. There was a national show, and one of the hosts had said that Brock Purdy's just okay because, uh, because with, and it was a, obviously in a comparison between Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes, it's a silly thing to have. It's a silly discussion to have. Well, that with anybody in the NFL it's, and Patrick Mahomes, it's Patrick Mahomes skip a skip two lines, Joe Burrow, right? And so to compare Brock Purdy to those top quarterbacks in the league is a silly thing to do. But this national host had said it's because Kyle Shanahan doesn't ask him to do anything that he can't do. Nobody does. Who asks their quarterback <laughs> to do something they cannot do and has success in the National Football League? Yeah, uh, Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, and I don't understand why we can't just acknowledge that. Is he is he Patrick Mahomes? No, but you just said it. There's a chasm between nobody, yeah. everybody else and Mahomes. Yeah, you yeah. throw Burrow up there, maybe, maybe you know there are a handful of guys only, but that's it. Brock Purdy this season has taken himself from being looked at, viewed to me as. Maybe the seventeenth, eighteenth quarter best quarterback in the league last year, you would say. Something like that. Sure. To solidify himself to at least top seven, top eight. To me, I think that's where he falls. He's worthy of an extension. Absolutely. You're not gonna get anybody better, especially if he goes out there and win this game. If he goes out there and wins this game, well, that, this, there's no discussion anymore. Like you yeah, because you at least it doesn't feel like Because people will say, Well, you got there with Jimmy G and you know, Jimmy G was a overthrow to Emmanuel Sanders away from winning that game. I mean, but that's the margins that you live at. Yeah. You're playing at that level. Right. So if he goes out there and completes this this game and wins this game, yeah, you're gonna definitely give him that extension. And on top of that, listen, he wins games and he makes throws that are incredible. Yeah, is it in this is it in the Kyle Shanahan system? Absolutely. Yes. Is Kyle Shanahan a great offensive mind? Absolutely. But so is Andy Reid, but we still can acknowledge that Patty Mahomes is really great. You can say the same thing about Brock Purdy. Yeah, he got good players around him, but it's still his job to get the ball to these players. If that wasn't the case, then when he went down last year in that Eagles games and those backups came in, it should have still been really good. It wasn't. So therefore he deserves some credit. And so for Mahomes, he is uh, already hearing the Tom Brady comparisons in terms of greatest of all time. And I'm not necessarily here to have that conversation right now. But if Mahomes is able to win and get his third Super Bowl ring at the age of 28, it's on course with Tom Brady, who got his third at the age of 28. Uh, Here's Patrick Mahomes, who, again, did a masterful job, I think, of dodging questions all week about (laughs) this, just trying to focus on the game. They're asking if this incarnation of the Kansas City Chiefs that is now looking for its first, that was looking for a repeat of Super Bowl champions, if KC is a dynasty. I think the the biggest thing about the dynasty is consistency, uh, trying to be consistently great every single year, not being, um, not getting too big-headed or or satisfied with where they're at. Um, But you have to continue to do it year in and year out, and I don't think you can you you can really say that you're a dynasty until it's over, and people will look at back at your career and how you did it. And so for me, it's just trying to be great every single year. And uh, when I look back at my career, I'll, I'll know that I gave everything I had. So he's not going to, but we can. This Chiefs is this is a dynasty right now with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. 
Yeah. I'm comfortable saying it. This is three and how many? This will be three and four. This would be three, three and four years, four right? Years? Pretty sure. Well, 2019 was the first one. 2021 was the second. And then 20, this would be the third. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it close enough. Close enough. He, they're the more, they are the New England Patriots of this area right, yes. right now. That's what you'll That's say. very fair to say. Yeah. So, yeah, as, if he gets it done, it's going. It's a tall task, though. I, I do believe that the 49ers have what it takes to win the game. I'm not picking them to win because, like I say, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. But I like the 49ers' chances. So, but you're not going to bet? No, nah, I would not bet. At all. Nope. You ask me about some stats, baby, <laughs> but you talking about flat out win or loser? No, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, so 20, 2020 they were in, they lost. 2022 they won. So this would be, I think my my math's not great on that, but I think three and five years then. Yeah. Pardon but me. They've been that. there. They've been there four out of the five. Yes. Lamar Jackson was this close, and you can't see what I'm holding up, but it was, it was very close, <laughs> very close to the Super Bowl. And he was even closer to another unanimous NFL MVP. We'll discuss that next at Sports Saturday on The Fan. Unlike your deadbeat uncle, we'll never leave you stranded in a ditch when you were six. This promo may have been a touch too specific. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We firmly believe it's appropriate to tailgate before a youth soccer game. You're listening to Fan Sports Saturday. As weird as this season was for the Cleveland Browns, they were pretty big winners on Thursday. Yeah. NFL honors out. I think by my count, four of those honors went to members of the Browns organization. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator, one assistant of the year. Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. So it's four. Mm-hmm. Now, there was uh, understandable... I don't, I don't know, I'll, go, I'll go outrage because Pittsburgh Steelers, are, this was like the biggest thing they could have had come from their season. TJ Watt winning Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. And the outrage that's followed from them because of this is laughable. I mean, listen, TJ Watt had a phenomenal year. That's why he was a finalist. Right. But Same with Micah Parsons. This is, was the year that everybody was... Because when you look at defensive player of the year, you know, all, the thing that we always go to is sacks. And, that's the number, and it should not be. Yeah, and that should be A. It should be up there. It's, it's, it's a very important thing, but you got to think about impact on the game. And yes, TJ Watt is a game record. He does some amazing things. Nobody's saying he's not. We're not taking a dump on TJ Watt because he wasn't... Not at all. But it's one of those things that Miles Garrett statistically gets double team triple team more and he's the number one focal point you know and that's he just he he does much more with less i would say on his team and that's why to me i felt like he deserved it i thought just some of the plays that he made this season was game breaking plays you know especially when your quarterback goes down he puts some games on his back where he 
absolutely took over the game, which is something that we've been waiting to see from him his entire career. We knew he had the ability to do it, but I think this year he was the most consistent. The only thing, the only knock on Miles this season was that towards the end of the season, his production his production kinda, dropped off. Yeah, that's the only knock on him. But for the majority of that season, he was the sole reason why they were winning a lot of games. So I thought that, you know, I, it didn't matter if he did or did not get it. I think that all the finalists had a had a good legitimate, legitimate shot argue, argument of winning the award. And Miles, obviously, it's, it's been overdue. Um, he's been trying to get this award for some, quite some time now. And it, maybe it was just his time. It was just his time this year. I think if you ask most people who watch the NFL in its entirety for the 2023 season, they would say Lamar Jackson was the most outstanding player. Mm-hmm. Reason why he was MVP, in my opinion. But there was one person, <laughs> and I, I do appreciate So Aaron Schatz of FTN Fantasy uh, has an MVP vote, and he did not have uh, Lamar 1. He did not have Lamar 2. He had Lamar 3. He was the lone voter to not give Lamar Jackson his number one vote. Lamar was 49 of 50 for the MVP in terms of first place voting. And I appreciate Schatz, who's big into uh, the numbers behind his vote, saying, quote, there's no question that by nearly every advanced metric you could look at, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott had better seasons than Lamar Jackson. Mm Mm-hmm. Not here to argue the numbers here because I don't follow them as closely as a guy like Aaron Schatz, whose whole is the whole thing with FTN fantasy is numbers. I would just say that this was an MVP season for Lamar Jackson. This is this right here is where you this MVP. I, would appre- I appreciate that he is showing his work. Oh yeah, I respect if that. Makes it. sense. I respect that. You put your name on it, right? I think. When you look at this MVP year and this voting, this was the year that you couldn't necessarily look at just statistics. What made Lamar the MVP, and besides a Dak or Josh Allen, is that in the big games against other MVP candidates, he outplayed them head and shoulders. It wasn't even close. He made them look like he kind of took away they MVPs on a lot of people. This yeah, year. He took the MVP race away from a lot of people because yeah. of the San Francisco game, head to head games, Miami. Games. He was the best player on the field, right? To whereas Dak, you can't say that. No. You can't say that with Josh. Josh Allen started off the year, you know, before they did the switch to, from Ken Dorsey, he wasn't looking that great as well. But Lamar consistently this whole year was looking really good. So to me, that the eye test was the part that he won. That He has the numbers. He's, his stats is okay. It's not like it's unbelievable stats. No, this is the same good. thing with defensive player of the year. The same thing with offensive player of the year, who I think went to Christian McCaffrey. Like the finalists and the winner. Well, he scored the most touchdowns. So. There, but there's <laughs> the finalists and the winner, there's not a ton of of difference, you know what I mean, in terms of how they change the game for their team. Right. But the margin has to be what, there has to be something there that is an eliminator or at least a differentiator to choosing finalists and then overall eventual winner. Mm -hmm. The margins in the NFL are razor thin. We talk about it in games, how one play can change everything, how one little metric, how one little number, how one little feeling that you got watching Lamar crap on Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. How that made you feel like that's the guy for MVP. Oh yeah, it was over. Then he did it again against Miami. I yes. said it, it's, it's <laughs> it over. Was it. It was, like it's over. So 
when we do these things, I, I think it's important to have them, but it's also important to understand that because one guy wins it, it's not like the other guys are bums. Those are phenomenal players, but someone's got to win it. And I so, again, I appreciate Aaron Schatz for putting his name on it. Well, I don't know why people would even look at it like bums. That's that's not even... They are If they're a finalist, they're not a bum, Right, they're not. So. I, and I don't know why people should be happy. Like, TJ, why? You've won it already. Like, I don't know why you... How he might have won it twice, didn't he? This was going to be, I think, a second time. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, you won it already. If anything, get in the lab and make sure that you win it. <laughs> His team's got to get better around him. That's true. <laughs> but he can only um, control what he can control. One thing that I, I don't think there was a whole lot of discussion about, or at least there shouldn't have been, was the rookie, offensive rookie of the year, which went to C.J. Stroud. Puka was the only person that you could make an argument for. Maybe the quarterback being a rookie and leading his team into the playoffs. I mean, that for me, at least, Stroud, the sixth of Buckeye to win the award in the last eight seasons. Uh, the only, the, yeah, I said that. He's a quarterback over a wide receiver. I it, would say that the fact that he's a quarterback, the fact that the Texans were not supposed to be good and they went to the championship, the fact that when you look at the wide receiver, there's nobody there that jumps off the page nope. at you. But he, he jumped made, them off the he, page. Exactly. He, he elevated them and made them better. Puka, the only, the only knock on Puka is, you're playing with Matt Stafford, so like um, that's unfortunate, but that's the reality. You you <laughs> got a bum. A, you got a guy who's really good and really respected in the NFL at quarterback. So looks like the Chicago Bears are open for business, and someone from Chicago is joining the staff in Ann Arbor. We'll discuss all of that because I got to finally pay off on my Michigan tees from an hour ago. We'll do that coming up next. It's Sports Saturday on the Fan. Chops his serial killer eyes, and Reeser can grow a full beard before lunch. What can your friends do? Bishop and Friends. Weekday mornings at 9. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just because it's the weekend doesn't mean we shut up. This is Fan Sports Saturday. Eric Reeser, Ryan Baker, Tool of the Week, Tyvis Powell. We're along for the last hour of the program before Timmy Hall gets in here to warm you gently. You go, you go. Keep saying that. It's the last time I mentioned. Tyvis, the tool of the week. It's the intro. It's how I introduce so our listeners, our wonderful listeners driving around now, well, I want know the, who they're hearing. I want these listeners to know that this tool of the week got to do something cool this morning. What was that? I got to go watch Baby Shark. It was actually... A Baby Shark? No, no, no. Oh. The Baby Shark. Do, 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 yeah. Baby Shark. Do, 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 do. I took my kids to the Mershon Auditorium. Uh, where we watch Baby Shark. On the at, campus of the Ohio State University. Yeah, it was at 10 o'clock. Great show, man. Great show. I was more locked in. I was locked in in the key. I was they, dancing and whatnot. What kind of a show was it? Was it just it's like a, a play. movie? It's a oh, play. Oh, it was a play. So yeah. they were in costume and yeah. did they have like the sharks that were dressed up like Katy Perry's halftime show? What? Do you remember Katy Perry's halftime show with the sharks? There was left and right shark? No. Oh. How were they? They, they, how, had, <laughs> they had like the baby shark characters you know the show baby no i don't know the show i know the song okay so the show they have characters and uh, they have the animal like the character Uh in front of them 
so they're like holding up a dummy. Pre- yeah, well, it's not. It's like attached the to them. But it's in front of them. So Arc. yeah, actually, it was really good though. You know, they yeah. they played the baby shark song at the beginning. I would hope at so. The end, and the place went. No, there crazy. are people in shark costumes. They're not holding up the shark. I, how you gonna tell me? And I just walked. No, I am just I looking just at, it. at it. Well, how was that fun? It's a great show. I, I bet. Show. I'm glad you had that experience with your kids. I have to take kids. my two daughters there. They had a great time. Did they have a special tool of the week shark just for you? Or like a reserved seating? I like the bad guy. You know, the bad guy thought the bad fish reminded me of myself. He was bad always fish. He was always scheming and plotting. Not to be confused with the sublime song. <laughs> scheming and plotting, Baker. Scheming and plotting. So as you heard uh, from Ryan Baker there in the update, the Cavaliers, the hottest team in the NBA. That's a bandwagon for if you are looking for something to jump on right now. Also hot, the Ohio State women's basketball team. They are, they've won are hot. 10 in a row right now. They are 11 and one in conference play. Uh, it's tied with number two, Iowa for the best record in the conference. Um, they've got Michigan state tomorrow at four o'clock and uh, yeah, 10 game tear Michigan state tomorrow Got to keep pace with Iowa, even though you have that win over the Hawkeyes. Those two teams will meet in the last game of the season in Iowa City. Caitlin Clark's 39 points away from Kelsey Plum's all-time women's D1 record. So Hawkeyes are at Nebraska tomorrow at 1 o'clock. So she'll have it tomorrow. Well, I was wondering, do you want to have it on the day of the Super Bowl? Maybe you, or if you're the head coach of Iowa, you give Caitlin Clark minutes restrictions and then have her take over the record when it's a game that more people will be paying attention to. They're still going to pay attention. What time is that game? At? One o'clock. Oh, yeah. There's nothing. What about the Puppy Bowl? What about it? What about it? There's, you, think, there's other are stuff you gonna, on. Are you going to watch the Puppy Bowl? No. Okay, I can watch Thank you. Well, you. Other people might. But people are going to tune in. If they know Caitlin Clark has a chance to break the record, I think more people will tune into that. Yes. Exactly. She's, she, she is the attraction in college sports right now. Is there a bigger attraction in sports right now in America? Super Bowl, but Super Bowl, but that's the that's a whole yeah. like as a person. Is there the a NFL, bigger? No. The Rock, Taylor Swift, the, maybe The Rock going against Roman. Well, yeah, the Rock, so that. the Rock's not going against Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, so I, apparently, I told you yesterday or was this Thursday? He slapped Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes run the won the Royal Rumble and. Why did when you win the Royal Rumble, historically, you, you get go, to choose to take on the heavyweight champion of the world at WrestleMania. That's the main event is Royal Rumble winner, champion. Yes. Roman Reigns champion, Cody Rhodes Royal Rumble winner. Why was there scuttlebutt about the Rock being I, the number one contender? That's not how this works. But again, I don't know. So is, right? the, so is that why he's No, I guess Cody It says here, I'm looking at Sports Illustrated, Cody Rhodes will challenge the undisputed WWE Championship, and now he's got beef with Dwayne The Rock Johnson because The Rock, I guess, swooped in, tried to take his spot, and Cody Rhodes said, no, I won the Royal Rumble. It's mine. And then The Rock slapped him. So is Cody going to fight both The Rock and Roman Reigns? Who knows? Right, tune in to find well, I don't think he's going to win that. This, this is why WWE is a billion-dollar industry yeah, and a great entertainment company. Well, they're a billion-dollar industry. I'll say that. If that's the case, if The Rock is coming back, bring Stone Cold. Him and Stone Cold should They did that a couple years so ago. Stone, Stone Cold, Cold WrestleMania. came back? Yeah. Stone Cold's what? got new knees, new hips. I, I, like, I don't think any of his joints are his. Like, I think there's just so many injuries yeah, with that man. He came back and still wrestled. Well, I, I think he got involved. They did WrestleMania, I think it was two years ago, in Jerry World. And obviously, he's from down in Texas, so he... 
came back and was the host of both nights and had a match against Kevin Owens. Who won? Well, I mean, come on. Nobody beats the rattlesnake in his hometown. Nobody's getting over on the rattlesnake. Nobody thought that the Undertaker would lose and Seth Rollins ended that. But that was Brock Lesnar, Tyvis. That's different. Brock Lesnar ended the streak? Yeah. And then Seth Rollins did it right after that, right? No, Roman Reigns did it after that. You sure? I don't know. So the Cleveland Cavaliers, again, as Baker said, uh, winners 16 of their last 17. They're 34 and 16 on the season. Uh, It's best for second in the East. So, again, women's hoopers, they're a fun bandwagon to jump on. The Cavaliers, a fun bandwagon to jump on. Cavs have a game and a half lead on Tyvis' Milwaukee Bucks for that two spot in the East. Stop doing that. They're going to be in Toronto to take on Drake's Raptors tonight at 7.30. But about an hour ago, I did tease the Michigan man. Uh, Ward Manuel, athletic director for the university, was named College Football Playoff Committee chair. And uh, he will be the guy you see or the guy that would be the ultimate decider and the face of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee when it will go to 12. When they do those shows Tuesday night, they'll go to Ward Manuel and he'll explain the committee's decision making. Now, this came the same day at Thursday that it was reported he was going to be given a five-year contract extension by the university. So the expert on Michigan athletics is John Bacon, New York Times bestselling author. He put out a poll, a very scientific poll to Michigan fans, who makes up the majority of his following. He got 15,376 votes in this poll, asking should the University of Michigan extend athletic director Ward Manuel's contract? 92%. Of that 15,376 said no. Really? 8% said yes. They didn't like him. They do not like him up there. It was a very conflicted Michigan fan base online on Thursday about Ward Manuel. John U. Bacon pulled up. (laughs) You can't do that. What do you mean? He just did. That's not how you're supposed to make that type of decision, though. I know. I'm not saying that the decision that is, looks was like it at the on decision. Twitter? Yes, the decision type is factors to be made, or else the college football playoff committee wouldn't have named Ward Manuel its chair. Like he, you can't go to a guy who's going to be fired within the next year because the college football playoff committee's got to have a chair this year. It's kind of an important year for the CFP, so that would factor at least to me. Think Ward's going to get the extension. Now, this news coming down in the last half hour that uh, Bears Chief of Staff, current Chicago Bears Chief of Staff, Steve Sean McGee, is going to be named a Senior Associate Athletic Director and General Manager for Football. Uh, This was per 27 Sports. McGee was previously Associate AD for Football at Michigan for five years under Jim Harbaugh before he left for the Chicago Bears. Now, there's also been some other tumult with the University of Michigan as most of their defensive staff is so, going with Jim Harbaugh to San Diego, including their defensive backs coach, so Steve Klinskin. So who the heck is staying outside of Sharon? Sharon. So he's just taking, he's just going to take the punishments by himself. Nobody else. Got to have a fall guy. Isn't that, that what Chris Carter said? That's pretty messed Gotta up. Got to have a fall guy. Look, Sharon could have said no. What, he would have went to be... Sure. Go be the OC in San Diego or Los Angeles. Go coach Austin Eckler. He won't be there. Well, Jim Harbaugh says he wants Eckler there. Does he say that? Yeah, he says he's a great football player. We ain't see. He messed up my fantasy team last year, so... 
somehow you always manage to make this about yourself. You know, I got accused of that earlier this week. Tuesday. They said the same thing. Hmm. Interesting how that works. <laughs> maybe it's you. Uh, maybe, wow. <laughs> maybe it is you, Divis Powell. I don't, I, I just don't, I, I'm not a fan of Sharon Moore at all, but. I, I, it's 1-0 I, and o against your alma mater. Yeah, they got to change that. Um, but nobody you gotta have a conversation with somebody on the buckeye cruise next week so everybody can't be losing to sharon more so everybody did this dirty stuff at for the wolverines and they got out of dodge and money coming out of the windows yes their escape car got them to los angeles and they're gonna get off scot-free unfortunately yes that is what is happening Mm. you hate to see it good for them i guess but you hate to see it well it's and now we're polling for jobs. Well, I think it's uh, very no, it's not First very of- understandable for John U. Bacon to put that poll out there because it's not. It's a way for him Eric. to say, "Here's how this is being viewed by the fan base," without actually having to say, "This 15, is a bad idea per the fan base." Fifteen thousand can't be the voice of everybody. It can be a voice. No, it's not. Yes, it, it can be. Twitter is a small sample size in the grand scheme. Of I agree with you. But most polls are taken with that kind of a sample size. You you talk about political polls. Pick a poll, and the sample size is going to be a small fraction of the actual population your of something. Job, your job as a, what is he, AD? Who? That's getting polled. John U. Bacon is a journalist. No, not John U. Bacon. Is polling a, a portion of the Michigan fan base on Ward Manual. Ward Manuel. The athletic director for Michigan. Who is his boss? The president. Yes. The president's job is to analyze and assess the person and that he this has. this is a factor. This is not how you do it. You been, I'm he's not been, saying this is going to be been how there he does for years. It. You don't know but if look your at dude this, is look good at, or not. Look at the issues with Michigan's football team. And also, what was um, Juwan Howard is a liability He's, has uh, been a liability for a couple of years. He has a temper problem. That program's in the basement with Ohio State in terms of Big Ten standings. So it is fair, Tyvis, I think, if you're President Ono to look at this from a reputable source, John U. Bacon, and say, okay, that's something to think about. Not make your decision off of a Twitter poll, certainly not. It's not something to think about. Your job is to, that's like me being a general manager and asking the, asking the world, should we keep this head coach? Like, no, my job is to look at this head coach and see the good and the bad and be able to make the decision myself. I think that's a reflection of a larger portion of Michigan's fan base. It's not up to the fan base. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying it would be foolish for Michigan's president not to listen. I doesn't think, have to make the decision based off of it. I think it will be foolish. But if you're looking at your athletic director and you're looking at everything that's going on around Michigan's athletic program right now, everything's on the table. It should be. I, okay. But I think it's foolish to make a decision He's off of He's not going to. We don't. You making it sound like he is. No, I'm just saying this is what the fan, this is what a portion of the fan base is saying. If that's the case, if the fans is deciding like that, then what's the point of us having a president? Why well, Let's just put it on Twitter and poll it and make the decision that way. The whole thing is interesting to me, and I think it's interesting to Ohio State fans. I think it's interesting to Michigan fans that this is all coming the same day the CFP is saying Ward Manuel's our chair. 
There's no way he can get fired and still hold the chair. I'm not. It would be very difficult, in my opinion, to have that be the case. Well, they need some type of difficult times up there. <laughs> They're going down. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to pay. What would it take for Chicago to trade out of the number one overall pick in April's NFL draft? We'll discuss next at Sports Saturday on the fan. Whatever you're doing right now, just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning, no judgment. Ah, sweet morning drinking. The fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Instead of annoying national people talking to you this weekend, we've opted, opted for annoying local people. This is Fan Sports Saturday. There's about 40 minutes left. And then Timmy Hall will get in here and warm you up gently. Timothy. Ohio State and Maryland, 4 o'clock today from the Value City Arena. So we'll have network pregame coverage at 3.15. But again, our assistant overlord, Tim Hall, will be on the airwaves. Uh, this just coming in from Adam Jardy. Zed Key and Austin Parks are questionable for Ohio State's game today against Maryland. Does that do anything for you, Tyvis, in the wager you placed earlier in the program? Takes my confidence from 80 to 78. Okay. You still think Ohio State's going to win? Or are you guaranteeing Ohio I State win? I ain't guaranteeing anything. Okay. All right. Buckeyes are two and a half point favorites. I like their chances. I'm 78% sure that they can win this. Even game. if Zedke does not play. 78% still, sure. Still confident. Tyvis said lay the points. I heard him. All right. He said lay the points. Yeah. They are. Ain't they the ones getting points? No. no they they're are. giving. The that's the Blue Jackets that's getting points. The Jackets are getting a goal and a half, yeah. correct. CBJ Later hosts po- the Lightning late, tonight at 7. Later points. That game will not be on the fam because we will still have wrap-up coverage of Ohio State. And Tyvis thinks they win Buckeyes over by the Maryland four. Terrapins. We'll also have your Super Bowl 58 pregame coverage on the fan tomorrow starting at 5 o'clock. The boot is scheduled to meet the ball at Allegiant Stadium at 6.30. But with these things, you never really know. Uh, Niners are two or Niners are a point and a half favorite over the Kansas City Chiefs Um, from the best two teams in the league to one of the worst teams in the league. The Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network says Chicago's putting the word out. They will want, quote, historic compensation and a crazy number of picks to trade down from that number one spot in April um, what was it? They had the first overall pick last year and the bears got DJ Moore, the ninth overall pick, the 61st overall pick and a 2024 first round pick and a 2025 second round pick. They, I guess, want more than that for this year's first. Who's presumed to be Caleb Williams. Well, they're picking first then because nobody's given that. If you think Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes 2.0. Then you give. Then you give. But I don't think people, because there's some guy came out like recently, like Sam, is it Sam Harrell? Sam Howell? What's his name? No. Sam Howell for the commanders. No, I'm not talking about him. It's a reporter guy. I can't think of what his name is. I was just watching it earlier. What did he say? He was basically 
dogging Caleb Williams. He said that he's not though nothing like Patrick Mahomes. There's there's not even a comparison. He said he's watched six games and he's been pretty spot on with his You say Merrill Hodge. Merrill Hodge. Okay. There we go. He yeah, he's basically saying that Caleb Williams is not that guy. Not saying that he won't become a good quarterback, but he's saying he's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so Merrill did this uh during a radio row appearance. Probably I'm trying to figure out which product he was pimping. That's very important. I think when you get guys on Radio Row, like they come on, they'll do your show, but then they've also got something to pimp. So it's like, what's what's Merrill pimping here? What's 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 he doing? He's got a special coming. <laughs> looks like Caleb Williams is taking notice of Merrill Hodge's comments. Why is that? Because he liked the video from NBC Sports Chicago of Merrill Hodge saying oh, Caleb Williams ain't that guy. He's got the ears. Huh? He's got the rabbit ears. <laughs> Caleb calls himself Superman Williams. Is that his hat handle? No, it's just at Caleb CSW, but in the bio, it's Caleb Superman Williams, Sakuna Matata scholar at the University of Southern California. So he really wants to be like Cam Newton. Sure. Uh. The Bears, um, what they, what should they do? Should they see the compensation they can get for number one, use that compensation like they tried to last year to build around Justin Fields? Or should they trade it, get Caleb Williams, ship Justin Fields for compensation, later round compensation, second, third round picks, build around that? What I will say is I think that Justin Fields has done enough to show you that he's got some, he, he could be a good quarterback in this league. Is he consistent? No, but he still shows you that he can make those throws. I think when you bring in a rookie, you start in that process all over again. I think if you trade Justin Fields, I also think that that kind of disgruntles the locker room a little bit because you got players publicly saying that they want Justin to be the quarterback. And if you go right in front of them and just trade the guy who they want as the quarterback, you're kind of saying bleep you, you know? So I think from that aspect, you'll do more heart hurt than good by trading that pick, trading Justin Fields away. So I think that what you should do is, I think you know that you want Marvin Harrison. I think everybody in the world knows you want Marvin Harrison. I think that you look at who's trading, who wants to trade, who wants Caleb Williams the most. And if it's putting you in third or fourth and you still can still get Marvin Williams, I mean, Marvin Harrison, then you do that. And you use the rest of the picks to build the rest of the team up. So I think that would be the smart thing to do. But it's the Bears. Correct. Let me me ask you guys this. Do you think there's that much difference between Caleb Williams and, say, a Michael Penix Jr.? I don't. Arm talent-wise, yes. But as a quarterback, quarterback, like total quarterback, is there that much difference? Caleb Williams has, for some odd reason this year more than not, he's... You talk about big game performances for both quarterbacks this past year, and I just can't get out of my head Caleb Williams against Notre Dame. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. Like, in the big games... But similarly with Michael Penix, that one lasting impression you have, but then there are also the two games against Oregon. The the reason I say this the is... The difference is that Michael Penn has got an injury history. That's the biggest history. The reason I say this is because even if you're not sold on Justin Fields, what if you trade that number one pick to two or three? 
You pick up a couple more picks. You pick up a Marvin Harrison. Then you use those picks, whether it be the ninth pick that you already have, or later on you use those picks to get a Michael Penix or a Bo Nix, someone that you think could be a really good quarterback. And then you could trade Justin Fields if he's not your guy and get picks from him and really be on the way to building yourself a pretty good roster. So what I will say to that is, who... Matt Eberflew is already on the he's walking on eggshells right now. Do you does he have enough time to let a rookie quarterback develop? No. He's probably got maybe a year. If this year isn't good, he's probably gone. Okay. So are you willing to jeopardize that or put roll the dice on a rookie quarterback hoping that he can be ready to be successful this year? I don't think so. But if you're not sold on Justin Fields, do you See, roll the I, dice on him? I will roll the dice on Justin Fields because even if my offense is broken, I still know that he can run and help us win games. Okay. His legs will win games. With the other people, I can't necessarily say that. Like If, if they're not clicking and they can't figure the playbook out and they don't have that chemistry with the wide receivers, then we're just done. But at least with Justin, he can at least tuck the thing and actually keep the chains moving and stuff like that because he has that athletic ability. That's what I'm saying. When you got a quarterback that's special, that puts a lot of fear in defenses. Like, I got a plan for trying to stop Justin Fields' legs as well as his arm. Like, that's a lot. Well, all these other guys you're talking about, it's just the arm thing. So that's, to me, why I feel like they should stick with Justin Fields. Like I say, if he was a complete bust bum and wasn't making great throws, then, yeah, move on from him. But he actually has moments where he's throwing dimes and throwing dots. So he got it. He just has to be more consistent. If all us fails, call Joe Flacco. I was about to say, That's could I too. throw out their <laughs> secret third option? He's going to the, pay, he's going to the Patriots. useful Patriots. Older, M&A, experienced quarterback bridge. M and A V P. The uh, what? What would it be called? The Kansas City model. Alex, you draft the guy, but you all you draft a guy you think could be the guy down the road. But while you're developing, you bring in the bridge. But I guess if you listen to Merrill Hodge, He's going don't the use bridge. the Kansas City model because Caleb Williams is not Patrick Mahomes. They're going to use that model that you're talking about in New England because they're going to let Joe Flacco start, but they're going to draft Jaden Daniels. Boy, are those two very different quarterbacks. So is Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. I would agree with that. (laughs) If cable television isn't or wasn't your thing, you're going to really hate where streaming could be going. We're going to discuss that next. It's Sports Saturday on the fan. The only show where sports talk is eclipsed by food talk. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The best. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Talk Weekend Style. You're listening to Fan Sports Saturday. Let me ask you a question, Tyvis. Do you have a cable provider? No. What is this? You cut the cord? What is this, the 2010s? This the early 2000s? I don't think nobody really has cable anymore. Baker, do you have cable? I do not. I've also cut the cord. YouTube TV. Several streaming services. I would... YouTube TV is getting just to be cable. It pretty much is, right? I might say it pretty much is. You have that? 
I have YouTube TV, yes. All right. So you heard the news this week of Warner Brothers, Discovery, Fox Core, and Disney teaming up to create a streaming platform exclusively for live sports. All the big players are getting together to give you one location so to me, get all of your sports. And when I read this, so does this mean like YouTube TV won't have this anymore? They have to pay for it. Well, do you're you going to have to pay for it. I think they'll be available via YouTube. Yeah, Google. They ain't paying for Valley, so I, why would they pay for this? That's true. It could be a mess, similarly to YouTube or Google and Valley or AT&T. Well, and to be totally honest with you, if that's the case, that could be the one. If YouTube TV doesn't have that, that could make me not pay for YouTube TV. Like, I'll just buy that. You would just pay for this I, I, instead of... Because I have everything else. I got Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu, all of that. Like, I got everything. So HBO Max is a Warner Brothers Discovery property. Hulu is a Disney property. Obviously, Disney Plus is a Disney property. I'm so watching none of it. This would factor to be a bundle situation, but the app that these three companies are getting together to form would have content from the ESPN family of networks, ABC, Fox family of networks, TNT, TBS, and True TV. So any Browns, Cavs, Guardians, anything, anything, uh, Super Bowl, any of that, all this on this app. That looks to be the case. And if YouTube TV or Fubo TV or Hulu TV decides not to pay the premium for it, it will not be on. You couldn't watch it on there. That's that's a hypothetical because from Mike McCarthy of Front Office Sports, the leagues had no idea this was happening. Until that, it was announced. That right there. So is, we're still in kind of limbo. That's like Thanos snapping his fingers. It's over. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder. Because then you've, you've also got Amazon that's getting increasingly more involved. They're getting a playoff game. They're getting an NFL exclusive playoff game next season. It'll be the fourth versus fifth seed. Yeah. The, what was it? Chiefs Dolphins drew 23 million viewers to Peacock's exclusive so this probably won't get as many subscribers because everybody already has Amazon. I won't never say. Part. I won't say anything bad about Peacock again. The last time I said something, the but I said the Buckeyes no. would never play on Peacock. You really said that? I said. So I, what were I, you thinking? I, because I said Ohio State, such the football team is such a national brand. They would never. Put oh, that's that why on. it made the most sense. They would never put oh, that on Peacock. You telling me I can't, I can't watch the Buckeyes nationally? That's, There's no that, way. But that's why I thought it made the most sense. It's and like that's our boom. It was there I said, for wow. Peacock. That's one of their biggest win. That was one of the biggest winners for Peacock getting in or NBC or Universal getting in with the Big Ten was they got Ohio State. So of course they were going to do that to draw subscribers but to I, Peacock. I, look about the, think about the older fans that's not really... Bleep them. <laughs> you want to watch Ohio State? I mean, that's what they you said. Be, right? You better pay that's for this or else you're not getting your content. <laughs> that's messed up. You don't yeah. think that's messed up? So it, NBC and CBS are not part of this right now because NBC is Universal and CBS is Viacom. So you'd still have those two other entities, um, which would make it interesting with the Turner connection there because TBS, True TV, you better get ready to figure out where those are located because of the NCAA tournament's coming up. Um, but it feels like the further we have all tried to get away from cable, does this say the closer we are getting to just another thing, not cable exactly? Does this say when it will go no. into effect? Okay. No, because they're still trying to figure out 
rights fees because the NFL is through 2033 with deals with ESPN, Fox, CBS, NBC, and Amazon. The NHL is, I don't know when theirs is up, but they have with ESPN and TNT. Uh, the NBA is coming up 2425 is when their rights deal is expiring. Um, and front office sports says they want to double the media partnership, ESPN, TNT, Amazon prime, NBC. So they would also have to kind of get all of that together. And this is again with the, the leagues having no idea this was coming. Uh, yeah. Cause they would have been against it. Right. They because they want to negotiate, right they want to negotiate everybody and they want to have everybody plotting against each other or bidding against each other to get their rights. The NFL doesn't want everybody working on the same page against them. The NFL wants to divide and conquer. That's just, how they're getting all of these millions of billions of dollars. Excuse me, $110 billion through 2033 for the National Football League. So it will be nothing. I, it's becoming a thing where, no, you can't just get one thing to access all content anymore. Well, that's what the word. It feels Everything like we're walking. It feels like we're walking towards is these content providers coming together and just saying, here's the one thing. So I should get the Apple. I should pay $4,500 for the Apple Vision so I can just watch the game on the app. And right ignore there. the rest of the real world? Yeah. That's what you want to do? Have you seen those videos of the, the Apple have, Vision? Thing no, I have not. People on the subway with the Apple Vision, like just asking to be robbed or people at coffee shops <laughs> with the Apple Vision thing, just doing work. <laughs> On the Apple Vision, just sitting around with the rest of society. I would like to see it, though. Is it just the VR? It's just yeah, like, it's just like a VR headset. So it like the, Oculus, it's like the Oculus stuff. Exactly like the Oculus. Oh, I did not see Apple wouldn't tell you. It's 4700 bucks. Uh, yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. That's why I'm a bit of... I don't I'm just, I, there's no part of me. There's no, I should be able to make my wife on that thing. To what? Make my wife virtually. You... Make, you, you have a, a, like a, a, a real wife, It's like though. the sim, But you have an, an actual wife. Yeah, but, you know, then you go look on, be like, I'm putting my headset on. And then it still ignore, be my life. To ignore your... It's an escape from reality, like Ready Player One. But you have, like, children. I make them on there, too. But how would that help them in, like, the real world? When they go to sleep, I'll put it on. When will you sleep? Never. Oh, okay. I don't sleep now. No, you don't nap now. <laughs> you sleep. You don't nap. Yeah, that's that's a fact. It's the that's a shame. Weirdest damn thing. Who uh, naps? A shame. I do every that's chance for, I get. Sleep is for the weak. Rest when you're dead. No, you're dead when you're dead. You don't. You're not resting when you're dead. You are dead. Oh, you're resting. No, you're not. Yes, you are. You're dead. You are stopping. Yeah, resting is a, like uh, you a, catch up on a, all the recharge of the battery. Out. When you're dead, there isn't the battery's out. You got to live life to the fullest. Eric. You're talking about putting on a VR headset. Don't tell me about living life to <laughs> the damn fullest. That's part of living. That's not part That's of living. That's part of living. You're to live in the real world here, kids. <laughs> yeah, real world. So you wouldn't want to be already player one. No, he won everything. Yeah, I know that was, They about to come out with it too. Did you know that? No, Ready Player I didn't. Two. I, it was an okay movie. It was based in Columbus. It's okay. It's okay. It's a even, classic. I don't even know what Ready Player is. Oh my god! It was a book, and then they made Baker. a book into a movie. I don't even know who you did are. You, did you read the book, or you just I can't see read. the movie? I can't read. At Ohio State Education, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so Georgia fans what, what are do mad. I print a show sheet for him for them. <laughs> I don't know. That's true. Why, why do we even bother with it? <laughs> So Georgia fans are mad at a former Buckeye. We'll discuss that next. Sports Saturday on the fan. We have so many local shows, I can't fit them in a 10-second promo. So let's just say we're live and local all damn day. The
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Showing weekend programming. Pants are optional. Look at my butt! However, leather chairs may have been a bad choice. You're listening to Fan Sports Saturday. So like we had been talking about earlier in the program, Wednesday was the traditional national signing day for college football programs. And Dominic Rayola, father of Dylan Rayola, one-time Ohio State commit, one-time Georgia commit, now Nebraska commit, uh, was doing an interview with 24-7 Sports. And he was asked, of course, because when, when you're able to get like a, a dad on or anybody who's involved with the decision-making process for a highly touted prospect, like Dylan Rayola is a five-star, was the guy that everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. He was you know, asked what helped, because again, uh, Dominic played at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So there's, of course, that affinity that he has for the Cornhuskers. Dominic was asked by the host on 24-7 Sports, what had gone into helping his son make the decision to flip from Georgia to Nebraska? And it wasn't what, but who might have helped with that decision? Name. His name's Kirk Herbstreet. When he saw he saw the smoke uh, about Dylan entertaining Nebraska, he was like, called me. He said, dude, is this true? He got to do it. You know, he got to do it. He, he, his affinity for Nebraska, uh, for a guy like that, to tell me and to, you know, get behind me. Look, I knew, I knew he needed to do it, but I wasn't going to sit here and say, you need to go change that place or be a part of the change at that place. Um, so when Kirk told me that, you know, I was like, man, you know, this is, I've had people reach out, other coaches reach out, reach out to me and say, look, the, the place is special. Coach Rule is a special leader. When you hear that, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I get what Herbie was trying to say do you think uh herbie wanted rayola to spill those beans no no i mean that's he, this is a rookie mistake this is a young guy or a father that's a father yeah he's making this a rookie mistake. a non-media trained dad yeah i think that because i understand her what herbie's saying like nebraska historically is back in the day was a really good football program. And if you are the guy that could help bring them back to being that program, like you'll be a legend forever. You know, you can go to Georgia, you can go to Ohio State and be good and be great, but you'll be amongst other, like you'll get washed away because it's a bunch of talent that comes there. But if you're the sole reason why Nebraska is back to being Nebraska, you could throw your wallet away. You'll always be a god in Lincoln, Nebraska. So I think that's the mindset. It was kind of, to me, this decision sounds like kind of what Arch Manning was trying to do, but Quinn Ewers kind of messed that up for him. Like, when Arch Manning decided to go to Texas, I'm like, why did he choose Texas? And I thought, if he get Texas back to being Texas, yeah. he'll be a legend forever. But Quinn Ewers kind of already ruined that, so. I did it. There were rumblings, of course, because when Rayola flipped from Ohio State to Nebraska, to Georgia, it was kind of like, well... It's really addition by subtraction. 
right? You can you kind of avoid that headache. Mm-hmm. And then I I don't want to say that he wasn't a desirable prospect, but then when he makes the flip from the Georgia to Nebraska, it's like, all right, how many times are we going to be doing this dance? Yeah, because he's played for four high schools. <laughs> it it feels like when you talk about the negative impact on the sport of the NIL and portal era. He's an example of a, of, of, of a, it's a bad example. Something you do not want to emulate is Dylan Rayola in this experience. Now he could go on light the world on fire and resurrect Nebraska. I hope, he I hope he does. That'd be great. I think for everybody involved. I hope he does. Tide would raise all of the ships, especially in a Big Ten that could use all the help it can get. But everybody else is probably putting the stock in. He'll be in the transfer portal in two years. And so when Paul Feinbaum joined the Lifestyle, Leisure, and Sports program, Bishop and Friends earlier this week, Bo had asked Paul how that's playing, how Dominic Rayola's comments about Kirk Herbstreet are playing with Georgia fans. Well, it played badly um, because uh, there's another thing that happened prior to that. At the SEC championship game, uh, Pat McAfee on the set of game day essentially said um, to you know Georgia fans, you can go to hell or maybe uh, something along those lines. Sure. And it, got, it got very uh, beaten out of shape for a lot of people. And, I really, uh, and then when they heard this, and I, I tried to, uh, listen, you know Kirk, I know Kirk. Uh, Kirk has always been very quick to respond. He didn't, and I finally heard from him later, and, and you know, he never quite issued a denial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he said, listen, you, you talk to a lot of people, you have no choice. Uh, I, think he, I think he came off looking poor to Georgia fans who can't wait to get mad at somebody, uh, because that's, that's fans in general. I mean, not, and, and they love to get mad. And broadcasters, uh, and I, I think the, the fact that it happened on the same day that Saban was named right. to game day probably irritated Georgia fans even more. And there's a lot to McAfee and Herbie being buddies, where Georgia fans would sit there and say they're trying to sabotage our program. No, I think Georgia Georgia's program is fine. Yes, they not having Dylan Rayola. Yes, that's that hurts because you need obviously in college football. You he need would a, be he would a, be a difference maker. Yeah. between uh, an SEC title and a no doubt national championship. Right. If he is the guy that is promised, but I think they've built that program in a way that is sustainable. Yeah, and I feel like they are perfect. That's a perfect place for a quarterback in the transfer portal to go because. You know, uh, my defense is going to be great. You know that they're going to recruit these big-time players to come in, so you're going to have some good talent around you. You just need to bring in leadership and make throws. That That's pretty much how George is, and you learned that with Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is not the greatest guy, but and when, when two-time crunch, national champion, when crunch time came, he made the big Heisman plays finalist. with his arm, and yep. he made the plays that he needed to make. All The regular season, he was just a guy. But in the regular in the postseason, he became this really good player, and I feel like any quarterback, if you got that mentality, you can go there and do the same thing because mm-hmm. that program is built to win. And with the transfer portal, like look, Ohio State's got five scholarship quarterbacks in the room right now. Do we think all five are going to remain after spring ball? Probably not. You have Aaron Nolan and you have Julian Sain on campus right now. Do we think both of them are going to finish their college careers at Ohio State? No. Devin no. Brown, Lincoln Keenholes. Do we think both of them are going to be at Ohio State when their college careers are said and done? Devin Brown better. He burnt the bridges. He burnt some of the I mean, boats. excuse me. I do boats. feel like maybe he saved a little dinghy to zoom away if spring or if nah, fall camp doesn't go nah, his way. Nope. Speaking of boats, that's what you're going to be getting on next week. But you will still be part of this program. It'll be Baker and I from 12 to 3 next Saturday. You'll be here 
but via phone before you get on a boat and go cruising. It'll also be your birthday. So happy early birthday to my friend Tybus Powell. Our friend and yours, Timmy Hall, will warm you up for Ohio State and Maryland next on The Fan. Question from a listener. Do you dopes ever get tired of talking about Ohio State? <laughs> no. The Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. The for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Casting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.